and welcome to episode mumbledy mumble mumble. Was hey. all was all that nonsense before not actually recorded then? Thank it's God. it's recorded. Aww. It's technically there, we could do a preamble for oh, part, yeah for part <laughs> of it. Gold, Jerry, gold. That, that could go into the audio version of the podcast. Yes. Uh, for the video portion here, though, right. that is not included in there. All right. I, um, I was, yeah. Good to know. I, I think I think as as the Muse on Minis uh, network goes back online, that that probably shouldn't be the first episode that they hear. That's fine. <laughs> Put it all at the end as a bonus. At the end? Okay. So, yeah, if they can stick around all the way to the end. Chop the preamble, shove it at the end. Yeah. We're doing in media res here. This is the two weeks earlier, and then at the end of this, yeah. it'll show how it all started. God, I don't know. I don't know where I restarted the recording there, though, because I did chop I off part of it. I restarted it. Yeah. Because yeah, we talked about you restarting it. Yeah. But again, I, I stand by what we said in the preamble, which is that. We, we are decidedly... Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to no, no, say it. I'm yeah. not going to say it. We're saving it. But I will defend everything that Andy originally wrote, deleted by pointing out that Brian and I were staunchly... It is a bad thing. <laughs> we are against the thing we were discussing. So that means that we were saying good things by saying, here's a terrible thing, and we think it's terrible. And the pre preamble got cut because that was just too questionable. But <laughs> yeah. we were still in the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. A lot of buzzwords being thrown around. We're willing to take a brave stance, a brave, brave stance that the thing we talked about is a bad thing. And frankly, if you think it's a good thing, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah, that's fair. It's very fair. Hey, welcome to Crippled System episode 334. Oh, that's right, because we were half evil last time. Yeah, we were half evil. Half, Half something else. What what was the other half that we were uh, last week? Tired or not? Not last week. <laughs> last episode. <laughs> last episode. It was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Because we were gonna we we didn't play D and D today. We played D and D two weeks uh, ago and we recorded that. Or no, we didn't record. So it was it was four weeks, it was four weeks ago. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't record two weeks ago because I had shit I had to do and Andy was like sleeping or something. No, I was I was ready to go. Oh, I, I got up and something. you guys walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't. I thought you were asleep. No, well, I went to my room, so I yeah. was like... No, I mean, that's that's fair to assume that if it's the afternoon on a Sunday, uh, it, Andy's probably in bed and sleep. Can we modify that statement just a little bit? Huh? No, I, don't, I haven't taken a nap in he like... Didn't say we, exclusively Sunday. Exclusively okay. Sunday, no. Yeah. Um, but I haven't taken a nap in a, in a, in a couple weeks. <laughs> more, more than once. <laughs> not, not more than one nap per day. That's the maximum naps. Yeah. No, I've, I've been at least... I've been trying to get a schedule again, but you know, hey, that's fair. Listen, before we get any deeper into this podcast, I want to, I don't know if it's issuing a correction or merely an update on a previously reported story, Mm -hmm. but I do want to apologize Mm -hmm. to Halloween Kills because previously I had made it very clear that it was the worst Halloween film. Even worse than the one where Busta Rhymes Kung Fu fights Michael Myers and then kills him by electrocuting him in the penis. I still dislike that one more than Halloween Kills. Which one was that? That's, that's my that's stance. Resurrection. <laughs> I put Resurrection at the bottom still, and then Halloween Kills is above now, that. Do you Wait. put it at the bottom still still? Because that is my recant slash correction slash update is that I no longer think that Halloween Kills is the worst Halloween movie ever made. <laughs> it has been redeemed by process of even worse shit coming out. Okay, so so let, let, let me because I'm I've only seen a couple Halloween films. I've seen this is probably really bad. I've seen Halloween. 
The, the original. Is, yeah. You're good. The original. Because there's three movies that are called Halloween, so you <laughs> didn't need to clarify which. I didn't need to clarify. There's uh, three Halloweens and two Halloween 2s, and one of the Halloweens is a sequel to Halloween, but not called Halloween 2, despite being the second Halloween. There's a Halloween and a Halloween 2, and then there's yeah. another Halloween and a Halloween 2, and there's another Halloween, which is another Halloween 2 to that first Halloween that already had a Halloween 2. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I've seen H2O, and that was that... That wasn't Resurrection, was it? Resurrection no. was the one after H2O. Okay. Hol- okay. H2O is kind of a, a, a follow-up of the original Halloween 2. It is true. Yeah. H2O is, is, is the second Halloween 3. Yes. <laughs> the, the, yeah. It's, it's, the first Halloween 3 wasn't actually a sequel to Halloween 2. Yeah. So, Halloween, so H2O was the first Halloween 3 that was the third movie in the Halloween, but it wasn't called Halloween 3. But the first Halloween 3 was called Halloween 3, but was not the third film in the Halloween series. Some people don't like Halloween H2O or H2O that much. H2O is in my top five Halloweens. I like, it's solid. You know, it's it's definitely, you know, a goofier, it feels like a 90s slasher films. You got your LL Cool J in there. Right. Um, but you got one, you got two. Original one, original two. Original one, original two. I like, I like, I like original uh, four. I like four. I'll allow four, but uh, yeah, four. So, so my top five are one, two, three, H two O, and twenty eighteen. Although four, I, I maybe could squeeze, and, and those weren't even in order. I'm, I'm picking, not going to order I'm those, but when I think three, the five I would willingly watch again and enjoy. Those are the five that pop to mind. Three is a fine movie, but when I think of how, I, counting, I, I'm I'm, I'm counting it just because it's not a Myers movie, but it's, it's a fine movie on its own. But if I think about the Myers movies, that's where I think I can sneak four into there. And I think I agree there. If I was forced to take three out of my list by nature of not being a Michael Myers Halloween film, just being a film with the word Halloween in it, then four would probably be, yeah, it's probably my number six. So I think we're pretty lined up yeah. there. And then it drops pretty fast, pretty hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although I will say the Rob Zombie first movie is kind of cool. It has a fundamental flaw that makes it kind of terrible. But if you can ignore Which is the that it's a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> well, no, even even for Rob Zombie movie, yeah. it's not crazy. It's, he just he he his logic of why Michael's Michael is wrong. Yeah. But like the guy playing Michael is so big and bulky and he kind of it's it, I'm just I liked that movie. If you can ignore the core concept failure, it would probably be my number seven if we're so, going fully into ranking it because I like it better than five and six and resurrection and kills and ends. So yeah, it would be my number what, seven. What, what what's the fundamental flaw about uh, Myers's reasoning in there? Other than, from my understanding, Myers is is just basically just evil. Yeah, it's that's just, what I like about him in the first movie, and that's my biggest objection with things like ends and kills and the Rob Zombie one is that. When you say, well, what is his justification? The answer is there isn't. Like, that's why he's called the shape and the boogeyman in the first movie is that he's just a physical personification of the evil that exists in the darkness. He's he, he, he's not a person with motivations. He was a child one day that seemed normal, and then the next day he killed his sister and went kind of, you know, he, he wasn't like he, like in the Rob Zombie one, he's a kid who is, uh, he's killing animals, he's doing your classic yeah. serial killer mm. like build, he's not, he's supposed to be this everyday kid who just suddenly snaps and becomes, you know, loses, j- j- that yeah. becomes a shape. And, there and is no motive. There, he's there a force is, yeah. of nature. You know, when a hurricane lands and kills thousands of people and destroys cities, you don't say, well, why? What was its emotional state? What led it to be that way? Because yeah. it just oh. fucking does. 
But man, the guy who plays Myers in in a Hollywood movie, he's like eight feet tall, and he's yeah. just he's just a he's, that's uh, that's Sabretooth. Yeah, he's the the original Sabretooth from the X Men. Liv Schreiber? Uh, no, 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 it's not Liv Schreiber. <laughs> of course, that would have worked too that for for him though. But no, it was uh, the Tyler Main guy. He's yeah. a wrestler. I just looked him up because I wanted to yeah. see who he was. And then I, if you go past that, I think I have to put five as the next one. Because yeah, I'm going to say six was a slide, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, because I'm going to think because six is so, is so much worse. Yeah. Resurrection is bad. Ends and kills in yeah, Halloween so, two of the Rob Zombie. So yeah. that just keeps pushing five up because they like, went. There's a pack that yeah. has the ones that we're agreeing are our top like yeah. six, right? And it, it it just yeah, it it gets real bad. Five is just fucking bad. Six is just even worse. Resurrection, the second Rob Zombie one ends and kills. They're all just embarrassingly just trash films. I might like kills more than Halloween than Zombies Halloween two as well. I might put it as the. Th- Third, well, the bottom one to me is Resurrection. Then this one, this yeah. last one, and then Kills and Two are fighting for the next slot. Yeah, two. So Zombies Two, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing, and somehow it breaks through. So it's still worse than Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie, but I almost respect it more because it's so off the rails. It becomes more of an original vil- vision. Yeah. Which now instead of being annoyed that he got it wrong, he's getting his own version more. It, it's, it's it becomes more, detached. It's you definitely can. The first movie, if you told me it was Rob Zombie, I wouldn't. I mean, you can tell it's Rob Zombie a little bit, but, it, but number two, seat it's correct it's for better or for worse. Yeah. It has more of an artistic vision of Rob Zombie. Yeah, right. Mm. And and it is a abominable Halloween film, but as its own thing with, I can see what he was going for and kind of respect it a little bit, which is the only thing I'll grant it over like ends and kills just seemed like they just fundamentally missed every mark. And there was no artistic vision. They're just, mm. just garbage. Well, and kill ends like they try some new ideas, but it's like, you know, when you're finalizing the thing and you, you a, they tried some ideas, none of them, but none of which I put any real effort into or any follow up into, or even made it make any sense. It was convoluted nonsense. They had six half-baked ideas instead of three fully-baked ideas, yeah. you know? like they, they. And I could see each of those ideas and be like, okay, all right, stick with that one. Develop that one. But then they just whiplash to something else, which made the characters feel very disjointed, very unmotivated, very inconsistent. Even, like, shot to shot, like, you know, there's a part where, like, Lori's weeping because something devastating just happened, and then two seconds later, she's like, nope, I'm badass now. And it's like... You need to have a gap there where she recovers, right? Like where, where something changes, where she finds herself again. But they, nope, we're just throwing this shit at the wall and then and then and then and then. There is a variety of scenes and kills that I, if I were to sit down and watch, a, you know, 10, 15 minutes here, 10, 15 minutes there, I can tolerate and enjoy to various degrees. There's almost none of that in ends. I can't, I can't even be like, well, I couldn't even walk in and watch a scene and go, oh, that's kind of neat to walk away. Other than like one moment that like gets just almost all worthless. I think there's one of those for me, one sequence that I actually really liked from start to finish. And unfortunately, it was the pre-title sequence, sure. which means that five minutes into the movie, I have nothing more to recommend. I like <laughs> the junkyard scene a little bit, the middle one. Yeah, that was that was the second the best. opening was good, was good. Uh, the opening was gr- pretty. Actually, the opening kind of set an interesting tone. Yeah, I would have loved the movie that that promised me. Yeah, stick to that one. Yeah, that was uh, they. That, yeah, they didn't start. Like, yeah, you, you go. Like, this is an interesting thing they're yeah. doing here. I'll, I'll I'll go down this road with you, and you're like, just kidding. You know what? It made this movie a thousand times better. Now that I think I'm sticking to that, Polaroid. Sure. Just straight up Polaroid. I don't need Michael Myers in this Halloween movie. 
you know? Have that pre-title <laughs> sequence. Go where you're promising with that. Follow those characters. For those that don't know. Which they half-ass do, but for, stick with it. It isn't, uh, so for those that don't know, uh, Polaroid, from my understanding, is, is uh, it is a Friday the 13th thing. Is it five? five. Friday yeah. the 13th, a new beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it, it's, it's not, it's not Jason Voorhees. It's a guy named Roy. <laughs> who's wearing the, not the same mask. It is subtly different at a hint that it's not the same guy. It it's has, got a blue It triangle. has blue instead of red and it's pointing different. Yep. He's got a different mask, but yeah, Polaroid, you know, um, it, that would have been a thousand times more interesting because I mean, spoilers don't see this fucking movie anyway, so I'm not even going to hold back. But the, like, the, the, that's the main thing that that was almost interesting about this movie is that they do that. They have a new killer, mm-hmm. but Myers is still just hanging around. So like, for four years, he's been in a sewer just eating rats, I guess. And, and, and they make it seem like Myers is like old and hurt and tired and weak but they end with the last movie with him like kind of gaining strength yeah. they, they they don't even follow the path of the logic of him like becoming this eternal thing he starts off like weak and weird and like they, they, and they he make, stabs one guy and then becomes strong again yeah they make it seem like him murdering like Rhea Wolk is like his evilness but it was so sloppily done like you have to f- pretend to fill in blanks and go I guess they were going for this but it's just so yeah. Because apparently he's just been in a storm drain for four years, and a hobo says that he occasionally drags people into the storm drain who's never seen again. So I guess he's been killing, but like once a year just to keep his strength going because he's supernatural now. But then why isn't he going on full sprees? Why is he hiding down there instead of just going on a 20 people a night killing spree like he did on in, in Kills? Uh why did he drag the this guy down there and then not kill him? Yeah. Which I guess there's he's psychic because he looks him in the eyes and sees his entire life history and then they bond. Yeah, there's some weird, which they don't even try to explain. <laughs> which yeah, they do not bother explaining. <laughs> they have a stepbrothers moment. Yeah, kind of. It was kind of, <laughs> yeah. If, they, that if he would have said, we best friends now, and they like just went into a montage, infinitely more amazing of the movie. <laughs> if they would have started activities and got a bunk beds out, like that could have just turned the whole thing around into like spectacular mode and just, you know, yeah. The other scene I liked, and this is the scene that happens in a horror movie. It's a horror movie trill, but I'm always, I, I'm always amused by it. It's like you have a, the DJ's talking and the, his assistant's being murdered in the background. You kind of see like in the reflections of this murder happening, and he's just like all jiggy. He's just, you know, he's just chatting. You just like, and the person's just like being horrifically, you know, mauled in the background. I just, I like that like visual, you know, that visual. Sure. Uh, but that's. Wait, he's got the headphones on, so he doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's being distracted, but, you know, there's a clear murder going on 10 feet from him, and it's just, I, don't know, I just, it's a yeah. horror trope I like. It's also, you know, in the first of the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans when, uh, uh, what's his face? Stan Lee is the librarian and he's listening to music while the lizard and the Spider-Man yeah. are fighting oh, behind yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I've, anything I've like, anything so much like that, that I always just amused by. Talk about Andy, we watched that movie more <laughs> yeah. than once together because we had to give up 10% of the way through and move to a different showing. Oh, that, yeah. There watch- was an adorable little eight-year-old in front of us who was... I know how much you like people who talk during movies, Brian. <laughs> I actually don't mind kids. Like, yeah. If it's a child who's talking, especially if it's in the afternoon and it's a child, I'm just like... We weren't mad at the child. Yeah. We just couldn't... Sure. We couldn't watch the movie I, I couldn't with that deal. child doing what the child I, was doing. Sure. I couldn't I couldn't deal. The, the kid was the master of the obvious. <laughs> yeah. just, just the master of the obvious and had to make it known to everyone else that he was the master of said obvious. Sure. <laughs> oh... But yeah, Halloween, Halloween ends. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's I mean, 
from my understanding that that's supposedly the end of the Blumhouse remakes on there, that's not going to say that's the end of their franchise. I will say, famously, there's a, a stipulation. I don't know what contract, what legal thing, but there's something somewhere that says Myers always has to have an out. You have to have an explanation for how he could have survived. You're not allowed to finally kill off Michael Myers, which is why with H2O to Resurrection, they had to pull the bait and switch with the decapitation and whatnot. But man, does this movie not end with much of a maybe. Well, which is kind of hilarious. I, I also, my mom and I have to agree with her. She's like, she's like, well, I'm, she's like, I, I'm half expected the one lady to say she was pregnant because she, you know, sure, because she has, because uh, the, the crazy guy, uh, a woman with some poor decision making skills, you know, kind of falls for the crazy guy with some nonsensical decision making based on all of her character development in the previous two films. Yeah. Like, if it was a different person yeah. completely, it would have made a bit more sense. But, but, but because they they made out, I figured, oh, I'm pregnant. You're like, oh, there's my, you know, this seed of Michael's sure. psychic buddies in there. And I bet if they do a sequel or something, somehow that that, that could you know, or they don't. But they do, they do, they do sort of chop them up in a lot of little bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which they, I, which I, you know, if you're gonna kill a serial killer that keeps coming back, I can't, I can't be, I, I can't fault the method for yeah. disposing of the body. Yeah, it definitely takes the double tap to a new extreme beyond yeah. that. Like the make sure they stay down. Whatever you're envisioning, no, they go further than that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like, you know, it's basically the similar of the grenade uh, on, on, on Jason and, you know. At the beginning of yeah. Nine. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like, oh, my God. You got to kind of, you know, make sure the body doesn't have any parts left. Yeah, this movie kind of ends the way that Nine starts. God. <laughs> it, it is, that's my favorite, that's one of my favorite parts of the movies is that that, that whole beginning sequence of nine is glorious, and then it goes way downhill after that. I want to follow the career of that agent who was the bait in the beginning of nine because she is a badass. <laughs> like to volunteer for that task, yeah. and, like that's kudos to you, lady. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just wanted to apologize to Halloween Kills. If you want to watch a good horror movie, watch Black Phone. It came out last year, so some people probably saw it. But I didn't watch it like last month. Yeah, yeah. That's an actual good I think it's also Bloomhouse. I think it's Bloomhouse. Most horror movies nowadays are Bloomhouse. Speaking of which, when did Bloomhouse change their production logo to have to basically like be the MCU thing where they show little snippets from all their franchises? I, they used to just have like a little haunted house and now they actually yeah. show like characters from their franchises in it. I mean, it's kind of a neat gimmick, so I understand why they did it. Yeah. It is weird. But I don't know when they did that. I don't, it was it, going it through. Might, and, yeah. yeah. It might have been the, I don't know when that, that started. Yeah. I, it, to me, it, it really doesn't feel like, at least I, I haven't seen any of these, any of the new Halloweens. So I can't, I can only go by of reviews and other, and what my friends have told me. But it really seems like that they, they made 2018 and they're like, this is, this is pretty, you know, and they got a really good response for it, like, oh, well, we should just make some more sequels and continue on from there. And they, I don't think they had a a unified vision, a proper unified vision for what would be the second and third version. 18 still a fun movie. If you watch the first one and then 18, that is a great two-parter. Mm-hmm. I, I have no notes I have no feedback. I, I think that is a great two-parter with that. Everything about 18 was smart and well done. Possibly the twist villain reveal that happens, but even that I'm okay with within the story. I'm When I grew up, I, I remember 
I just miss watching Halloween, the original Halloween 2 so much. So it makes me a little bit I still like it a lot, but it makes yeah. me sad that they wiped that one away cuz I just yeah. I don't and I don't think how the original Halloween 2 is as good as the original Halloween. The original Halloween is it's one of those unique movies that just it's just it it's it earned what it is cuz it, it'll it'll it's it's timeless. Yeah. And no other Halloween movie is as timeless as that particular uh movie. But I mean, apart from three, obviously, but, you know. You mean Dreamcat, Dream, Dream Warriors? Or? Uh, I mean, Dream Warriors is a great movie. I'll go If we're switching to different franchises, I do like Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is top The tier. first three Nightmare on Elm Streets are all solid in their own way. Yeah. I think one is... is it, two, two is not usually well-liked. So one is the scariest, three is the best... Two is a dip between the two of them in quality, but I do love a lot of the choices in two. I love having the male final girl. Two is the gayest movie outside of gay porn sure. ever, and I love that. I love that they got away with that in the 80s, making this movie that's that's clearly about this kid, you know, coming to terms with his sexuality and everything like that, and they either somehow the studio managed to be oblivious to this shit or the studio was like, cool, let's go with it. But either way, the fact that two exists the way two does sure. for that time, I have to respect the fuck out of it. But yeah, it's nowhere near as good as one and three, but I think still think it's solid compared especially to, again, how precipitously these series go downhill. So I remember, again, I'm not a horror movie buff at all, so I apologize to anybody out there. I'm not trying to pretend that I am, so I'm just going by certain ones I've seen. I do remember seeing Dream Warriors. I don't remember really much of one and two. I, I again, it's scary. Um, but I do remember New Nightmare. Yeah, New and Nightmare, that one yeah. it was being was was pretty clever. Well, it was, it was almost was, like a scream. Yeah, it was scream before scream. It yeah. was really the yeah. trial run for scream. It's yeah, well, yeah. It's one of, yeah because a lot of movies didn't try to be that meta, and it was definitely a very meta movie. And you know, which obviously scream is very that way. But even other movies don't genres. It was just very neat. Yeah, if I have one objection with New Nightmare, it's that I think that in the third act it becomes less meta and just becomes more straight faced. Sure. Freddy is Freddy, um, you know, to its detriment. Which you know, again, it's the it was the the first run at that concept, and then it's more polished in Scream. But even with that said, I still I do like New Nightmare a lot. Yeah, Robert Englund's great in it. I mean, they're all great in it. Yeah. Because it, it knows that, like, by the time New Nightmare came out, Freddy was, like, fucking, he was selling breakfast cereals, right? He was rapping on MTV. Like, yeah. he wasn't this movie monster anymore. And to yeah. to own that and say, okay, what does that mean for the franchise? What does that mean for the character? And to have that, it, it was smart. It was smart. But what if, he ped what if he was a pedophile? Yeah, what if he raped children? Yeah, that, that's that's the saddest part about that remake, though. Too was there two remakes, or was that just the one? It was fine when he just murdered them, but he had to one. take it just too one. far. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. I, that's what a weird fucking creative decision to make for that that franchise is is to take a person who just murders kids to to basically make them so he's a kid yeah. diddler. There's there's no, I mean. I mean, there's no reason to go worse in that. And they department. wanted to be scarier, like one. So I get why it was a little bit less on the humor. Like I get what I mean, that that decision. You know, it is what mm -hmm. it is. But at least it makes some kind of sense. Yeah. yeah. But the other one was just unnecessarily. Yeah, I mean, we've, and it's not a matter of like going woke or any shit like that. But like, 
sexual assault as a plot point is something you need to be very careful with and you can't just use for cheap for cheap horror cheap yeah. distur- you know it, you if we need to be past that you know you need to be making a serious film where it's a big deal that that a sexual assault happens you don't just randomly throw in and he raped a dozen kids as a side note in your slasher flick i mean you could just have him he just killed a dozen kids you can have yeah you can he doesn't have to have that part of negative of a thing that's no reason to go worse yeah (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, I'm talking about you are if you're not making some emotionally impactful drama about someone's victimization, then keep rape out of your fucking story. Like yeah. it needs to be a disaster, it needs to be this you can't just casually throw it out there for shock value. That yeah. they, or for a comedic fun thing that your protagonist did to the cheerleader anymore. Yeah. But she liked it, so it's okay. Hooray for the 80s. Well, she was cute too. Yeah. If you watch Revenge of the Nerds now, it turns out that the Alpha Betas were the heroes. Because <laughs> they didn't go around raping women and installing cameras in their, their showers and uh, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> Lambda it's Lambda a, Lambda was uh, pretty monstrous, actually. Yeah, looking back, it's a little, little, uh, little creepy. Very, very creepy. Very pervy. Ugh. Yay. Yeah, Michael Myers, I don't recall him raping anybody. So, you know, I'll grant it that true yeah yeah in, in both both uh renditions so when is the next halloween that's going to be the the true follow-up to the 2018 halloween <laughs> oh no they'll go all the way back to the first one again or maybe this time they'll make one that's a sequel to the second one like h2o was i would almost think because they're not gonna have uh jamie anymore i I, well she said it a couple times but i mean she is literally old i think they would try more like a rob zombie and make a whole new one and then try to build off of that have a new have a new laurie strode or a new you know or do a halloween three two yeah that could be a very real oh uh, uh, yeah so i don't i I don't think i've ever seen season of the witch at all is that just like a just just a like it, a it's weird a completely. Thing? It, it's com- it's just completely unrelated. It mm. is the issue, and that's why there's the the. It, it's the weird redheaded stepchild in the Hollywood franchise, Halloween franchise. And you know, if it was just a random movie that had come out that was just called Season of the Witch, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't be as divisive. It's possible it would actually be more forgotten, but it would also be less, you know, less divisive. Like I said, mm. like for better or for worse, people were very very surprised when there was no michael myers in the movie well one and two were pretty goddamn popular yes. so to like the bait and switch basically yeah. was, was although the their commercials felt. they didn't try to right. they, they were very honest in their commercials back in the day i'm old enough to remember that yeah but, the, wasn't that basically carpenter's original idea for halloween that it was going to be like a an anthology series that didn't really have to pull from each other it so was there's a, there's mixed stories about whether that was the idea from the very start or whether after one and two they said well we're done with myers now let's make it into an anthology so either mm. it was originally the anthology and then they they made a sequel despite that or after the sequel they decided to make an anthology either way at the time three came out yes the plan was to just do anthologies uh but but people were not happy about that and so sure. they went right back to myers and four i like four 
I mean, it's not perfect. It's, his mask has some problems in some scenes, and I, which I didn't realize is how how obvious that was because it's one of the more. There's a nice. There's a good video on that, that rate the masks of, of the different movies. Mm-hmm. Is four the one with pink mask? I thought that yeah, pink. There's a scene in it, it where he's. I couldn't the, remember if that was lighting. in two or four. Yeah, it's in four. I, the pink mask is there, in... there's one where like they had to do a reshoot and there's some lighting stuff basically like they didn't have the mask so they just bought another one of the Shatner masks and it was still flesh toned and they thought the lighting would hide it so there's like one shot oh uh... where he has a flesh tone mask oh weird okay. which that and then in H2O there's a shot with a CGI mask those are the two most embarrassing Michael Myers masks yeah, I, I only remember a couple things from H2O because that, that was like over t- 20 years ago I saw that I remembered him at a truck stop and then him stealing a car. Which he did in a few movies. Well, I guess he mentioned he drove in one, he drove in four. Yeah. I don't think he drove in two. Maybe. I don't remember. He drives in, or not, well, technically, well, there him drives in ends. <laughs> Does he have a chauffeur in ends? Yeah. Well, for a second, I thought he did. So you never see him drive around in ends. Like, so canonically, maybe he is driving places. Sure. But there was a scene, you know, this talks about how important editing is. Like, it, movies are made up of a lot of different art forms. Editing and direction and cinematography and lighting and sound are all very, very different skills that all come together to make one piece of art. That's something very unique about uh, filmmaking, whether it be movies or television, is that, you know, a painting is done by a painter, you know, and, mm. and an album, you know, yeah, you might have a band, you might have a single person, but like, there's this vision there. There's a directive vision and in, in yeah, for a band. Movies, even not just the director, and people remember the director, but cinematographers and editors, and like mm-hmm. the first Star Wars, famously was saved in the edit. Um, um, uh, George Lucas's wife made that movie good. That movie is shit without her, right? But people don't think about that. But anyway. In in this movie, there's a scene where there are two killers at a place, and they kill some people, and, you know, they're like, hooray, you know, go team us. And then the next shot is two people on the motorcycle that one of the killers has been driving around. So for a second, you just think that Myers is riding bitch on this motorcycle with this guy. Yep. And you're like, wait a second. But no, it's just him and a random other person because we flash forward an indeterminate period of time. But you went from these two characters to that character and a second character driving someplace and which so your would have brain, made the movie better i still think I, if they, I, oh absolutely if myers just has his arms wrapped around him well there's just wind in his fake shatner hair it would have yeah. been phenomenal but the brain does one plus one equals two right and we see two characters and then the next shot is two characters one of which we know is that same character you're gonna assume it's still the same two and characters they, and, not and, a and third it, and it pans back to, to being the female instead of being myers but so they definitely and i mean he watched it we, I, mean, I watch it different with my mom he watched it with really and both of us had come to the same conclusion <laughs> all four like, of us all, yeah, four <laughs> yeah, of we all mom, had yeah. that same reaction because the human brain's gonna make that assumption you see cory and myers and then you see cory driving his motorcycle with somebody sitting behind him and you're gonna go oh okay i guess that's how he and myers just road trip around on this little dirt bike i'd watch that movie i would just straight up dumb and dumber and then they stab people and then dumb and dumber away yeah just go man yeah Yeah, no do we just become best friends yeah yep yeah no it, it, it it yeah but then mm-hmm. randomly they're not like then other than Corey just goes there and beats him up because he's a frail old man again and just steals his mask like yeah I, I I've seen like I said I, I've seen reviews of it it just mm. there there's there's so many 
there's so many different ideas and, and it, it is more frustrating than anything when you go like, okay, I can see that idea that could be a good idea is worse than not having it there in the first place. And again, because they have so many different ones, the characters are whiplashing between these things. And so you have such inconsistencies. Laurie Strode is eight different people in that movie. Her, 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 and her granddaughter. And her granddaughter is eight. You know, like they're, they're all eight different people because whenever the movie needs them to be a completely different person, they just mm-hmm. are because this scene, you need to have this personality type. This scene, you need to have this personality type. It doesn't feel like it's it was actually written by the same person then. Or at least they let somebody just have tell their own story. It sounds like it sounds like it was done by committee. Halloween Kills, for whatever it was, it did flow a central. It did have yeah. a central logical flow. It wasn't very enjoyable, but it did maintain what it was trying to do. That, that yeah. flow was Evil Dies Tonight. Yes, which as frustrating <laughs> as that was, that it became the most fatal drinking game ever. It was at least a consistent idea, right? Their idea was that the the terror of Myers is going to tear this town apart. They're going to become the monsters, and in case you don't get it, the sheriff's going to literally turn to the camera and say it. He's turning us into monsters, audience. Like, fine, <laughs> it's terribly executed, but you have your your central con- conceit, right? But this one doesn't have that, and that's what, it, like I was saying, would have made if the if you just if if this wasn't a Halloween movie and you just have the story of the Corey kid and what happened in the pre-title thing and then what he becomes and just cut out every other character or change their names to Maury Flowed because it's completely unrelated. Like, there could have been a good movie here, hmm. but not a good Halloween movie with Laurie Strode and Michael Myers shoehorned into it. Indeed. Anyhow, that was my segment. That was my I mean, there's, you're trying to segue to something else where you have no idea what we're segueing well, to. I mean, Pick one of your seven minis games you're playing. As I've mentioned in the past, <laughs> I've got, I mean, Andy has assembled all of my Marvel Crisis Protocol. I was initially going to buy just, I, I've been playing it on the tabletop simulator. Well, I've been playing it a decent amount in there. Uh, and I was going to get one, a group of like 10 to 12 models to play. And the next 30 models later, I was like, I, I own too much for this game. Uh, I'm having some of it being painted up. I'm excited to play Shield in person, although that's being painted. So I'm going to play some Web Warriors for the short term. I'm going down maybe on Tuesday to Misty to play. Uh, there's a decent chance I'm going to go to Misty to play. My first actual in-game person of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Monday, I'm playing my first in-person game of Batman, the miniature game, which is kind of exciting. And then hopefully Thursday, I'm playing my second game of A Song of Ice and Fire uh, game. Although this weekend in town there's a game hall con, conv- basically a gaming convention. I'm, I'm not sure if the people who are, will be normally at the game store are going to be there or they're going to be at the convention thing. So I may or may not get to play Song of Ice and Fire. Is that going to be on Sunday, you said? Game hall con is... No, but the Song of Ice and Fire. Th- th- Thursday. Thursday. This coming Thursday. Yeah. I really, uh, of those three games, I really, oh, I, I haven't really actually played Batman. I've watched it being played. It looks neat. I'm happy to play it. I really like Marvel, and man, I really fell hard into Song of Ice and Fire. I bought pretty much all the all the stuff for the Lannisters. I spent a week magnetizing all those. I, I magnetized over 300 models, and so it's basically, basically magnetizing the models. I had to magnetize all the trays. Is it, so yeah, is it just magnets on the bottom for the movement based, trays? Yeah, based on, on the bottom tray. So basically, you know, it's so 300, you know, you know, 200, 300 models. So basically, double that for how many magnets I had to, you know, magnetize, making sure all of them had the right, you know, the polarity. So you polarity. bought Andy two pizzas. I bought well. I I did all the magnets. That's how I would get four hundred magnets. Installed. I did that. I well because it was the magnet. 
it was it wasn't that hard. It was yeah. just time. So I did that work. I bought acrylic tokens for the Batman game. I'm actually painting in the thing, so I'm doing. I have, I'm not painting. I have like these acrylic markers where basically they're like pen ink. I don't know what the, what the fuck what the, what the term of those oil markers are or something. I don't know. What they're, they're acrylic markers. Yeah, acrylic markers. Paint, so I'm paint mar- paint So pens. I'm doing that. But Andy has gone through all the effort of actually assembling myself. I just keep buying a more Marvel Crisis Protocol figures for for his for his effort. Uh, there was a tournament, a two-day tournament in Chicago for Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol. I heard about it on like Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was at, if it would have been a one-day, it was like a sixty-four-person event. It was a big, it's a qualifier. There's some, it was a qualifier for something. I don't know what's happening. I don't really care. But it would have been cool to get like a bunch of games in. But because it was a two-day event, I just didn't want to do it. I, I'm trying to accomplish some things this weekend, and I'm barely it's, getting my things accomplished. I want to, but it's also been sold out probably for months. Yeah, as well. But too. there was a, they did have a they, well. I mean, there's always some last-minute drops. Yeah. There was a I had I had we had an opportunity to possibly get in, but yep. I was just like, you know, it's just too short notice. And with this weekend being what it was and next weekend being Gamehole Con, the week after I'm gonna be playing a, both a Marvel Crisis Pro I mean a, a Song of Ice and Fire and a Batman tournament. So I'll have one, maybe two games of Batman in before I play my first Batman tournament and I'll have two. Which is the song. way to go. I mean, I'm mostly I'm looking at my first I mean, like any miniature game, you look at your first 20, 30, 50 games is just like learning the fucking game. Like you right. don't care about and I don't even I don't even I'm not looking to play anything competitively anyway. Right. But, uh, I mean, I am having... So, nice playing an event is just an easy way to get more games in, exactly. right? I mean, that's... All, like, I played my first War Machine event, like, a week and a half after I played my first ever game. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck it, you know? It's, yeah, it's a good way to get in games. And it gives you an, uh, something to look forward to. You're not going there to really play the tournament. You're going there to play the game yeah. and, and play... And learn learn what other people are doing with the game, too. Because you're taking on people that aren't normally from your meta. My first War Machine game wasn't a tournament. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, Wow. I mean, I, I had a demo. I bought some models and just said, I guess I'll play. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. A Song of Ice and Fire is really a fun game. Between the, you got your rank and file stuff going on. You, you kind of like, uh, you, you pick your leaders. You have like a card deck based on factions and then how you build your, your lists up. And then you have, so you're doing a combination. There's like these non-combat units that do stuff. So you're juggling like cards, this non-combat stuff and the battle stuff. I really, really did, got into that. So, I mean, that's why I bought like, you know, man... Buying th- in the three games was hundreds of dollars per game or more, and then I forgot about the whole secondary cost of trays, movement things, <laughs> token containers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm, I'm not going to paint my stuff, so I mean, I'm having, I'm going to be paying, you know, a, I'm going to paint a guy twenty dollars an hour to paint my Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I might have him pay, you know, if it's if it comes back good, I'm going to pay him twenty dollars, so I'll, I'll, I'll have a couple grand in the painting stuff. But it's like. I look at it too. It's like, well, if I want to paint that stuff, I have to spend a few hundred dollars just to get the supplies back. Yeah. Because I, I dumped all that stuff when I got it. When I, when I said no more miniature games for this guy, I threw all the secondary stuff. Well, I mean, I have a little bit of foam I kept because I because I kept the follow-up stuff and I had a few random miniatures. I did I did have a little bit, luckily, but not enough to like maintain brand new games. So I've bought a new KR case, but. If I and I'm like, I kind of want to. Well, we're going to Depticon this year. I want to play, I want to play in either an MCP, a Batman, or a Song of Ice and Fire tournament down there just again to see more people play at a larger scale. Uh, and if I want to play, everything has to be painted down there. So I, I might have to paint my my miniatures for Song of Ice and Fire just because it's just too many. I can't, I can't, like having someone paint 12 models or 20 models for a miniature game is one thing, but I can't say here's 300 models because it's going to be like, well, that'll be $2,000 or something right. ridiculous. And there's so many ways now with contrast paint and stuff that 
you basically just you know, and you don't even have to do, but you know, watching the videos I've watched is you paint, you 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 you, you know, you prime them, you, you you dry brush them, you, you dry brush them white, and then you put the contrast paints in the various spots, and it just fucking pops. I've watched multiple videos on how it's pretty cool. Yeah. In a few hours, you can get a ton of models done. Some like the ones I've seen also, uh, what was it? I forget what term I was using for it, but the dry brush white part, they were specifically airbrushing white from directly above. Yeah, Zenithal highlighting. Yeah, yeah, but they they had they, it was called like slapdash or something. They were referring to specifically to that three-part uh, process of the. I think it was like sketch painting. Is it maybe no, it was two words. I'd have okay, to sure, check, sure. but but sure. sorry. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, whatever it's called. I mean, the basic gist was what you're saying. It was primate black. The the dry, but this particular one was airbrushed from above white because that way it enhanced the. It made it look more like they were being lit, right? Sure, because sure. the mm-hmm. underneath was still dark, and then yeah, just the contrast paint. So and then that way I, I I'd only have to buy a dozen or so paints. I can keep it pretty buy just a dry brush brush and some contrast brush. I can keep it pretty basic. I can still make it look you know, and I can always start off with a unit I'm, I'm less likely to use and then work my way to the stuff I care about you know. So I, I might I might do that because I man I really enjoy this. I mean I've I've been enjoying all the stuff I've been playing, but Song and Ice and Fire really just like I was like oh yeah I miss I miss this. Yeah I'm. I I really do miss the the old the old school you know rank and file stuff. Um, I I'm I'm going to hold out. I'm going to wait until until old world actually makes its a presence sure. known for for uh, fantasy slap chop. Yeah, Slap Chop is yep, that, 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 that's the videos I've been watching. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I was watch. looking at my surge instead of at the tip. Yeah, the Slap Chop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I got some videos on that too. Yeah. And some people have mentioned getting a, a getting a, a getting a, a, a whatever it's called. You mentioned the, uh, the airbrush, but I'm not, I'm not going that. I mean, it's cool and it's probably good, but I'm too old and too jittery. I'm got you know I can't I can't I can't I can't airbrush something unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I've, I have an airbrush that you can use, but. My, an airbrush my, doesn't mean you can airbrush. Yeah, <laughs> my 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 issue with airbrushes is fucking cleaning them. Yeah, it, it, as much as I guess my issue is when I'm painting, I'm very ADD when I, with my painting. So I will I will keep on keep changing pots yeah. left and right. So I'm always going through a ton of different colors, and like then I'll go back to a different color with an airbrush. You almost have to take that under control and you're like i am gonna just paint in this color right. for this amount of time for a long time until sure. i'm done with it and that's what i was thinking that brian could do is you take that airbrush you yeah. put in the white primer mm-hmm. for the for the thing you highlight from above all of them and then as far as cleaning you just throw it in a recycling bin and the next time you're gonna paint you just buy a new airbrush yeah <laughs> there you go. I mean, to be fair, when I painted, I painted my, when I painted Ring and File before, I would do that. I would I would get 20, 40 models and literally just do like okay, all my shoulder pads that are gonna be this green or whatever. Yeah. So I can I can like turn my brain off and do assembly line nonsense, which is why I think I can handle the contrast paint stuff because I know I can just barrow down to that nonsense and get it to be decent quality. Somebody from chat there is basically saying you need an archaeologist for for fantasy to find and, the meta. Yeah. To, to find a meta, but uh, like, oh, I was thinking, I was thinking to find the models. Like, I could turn the camera and like right oh. there. That's that's an archaeological, archaeological. I can't say the word. Yes, dig uh, for a lot of fantasy stuff over in that area. I see a bunch of people in that t- first tray with like red flags. Are those? They're white. Are those Skellymans? Yeah, those are my Skellymans. Skellymans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm closer. No, I can get them. 
Okay. Everyone's leaving. Andy, All right, bye. Don't touch Andy's stuff. Yeah, uh, I will say the best thing about Marvel Crisis Protocol, after playing like 15, 16, 17 games, I finally played someone online that I just fucking tabled. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's how it feels like a table someone. Because he was like rattled and just, I mean, he was little, he was, you know, it was still friendly, but he he was like, I'm like, sorry, I'm tilting. I'm like, oh, it's fine. This is, I haven't had this feeling in a while. So you can be as mad as you want. This is I fucking, missed it. I, yeah, I, I, for, I forgot how I needed to like just crush Let's someone's. He'll try to turn the camera, but yeah, it was it was it was nice to finally like know what I'm doing if MCP. I mean, I'm still I'll still lose to plenty of people, and there's still plenty I don't know. But I'm getting at least to the point where I can do some fun shenanigans and just crush someone. You should go put them up right close to the camera so they can see it. Just shove it into the camera. I don't know if I can. Yeah, you can. What? What, what are you? I'm, I'm looking here. He wants to so see what he's doing. See. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You scaring him? It's all. It's all. Make it focus. Focus, okay. camera. You have one job. That's fine. But yeah. Have you tried smashing the camera with a hammer because it didn't do the one job it has? See, I mean, I paint. I painted so many. I mean, I had like four, or five. I had like three, maybe three or four Marauder units. So I, I had. A, I just did all that. I still have some of your gas units. Yeah. Actually. So yeah, some of that stuff. It was just a lot of airbrushing. It was pretty fun. Yeah. But yeah, so I might. I might. There is one person who I, I want to talk to about painting my Song of Ice and Fire. But first, I need, I'm getting my, my 12 models painted for, for Marvel. I'm going to get my 12 models painted for Batman. I might get a few say, more Marvel painted. the advantage to playing Marvel and Batman at Adepticon instead of Song of Ice and Fire is that you only have to paint like 20 models yeah. instead of 200. It is, correct. <laughs> but I, man, I just think I... And I, the, what's funny is I went to Valhalla Games, which is a local game store in a small town. It's a cool little place. And there was a, it was, it was, it was a small, they have a, they, they get like six to eight people that show up for that's about their range of players, which is not enough to play three games. And they had a couple of guys from Chicago down and one of them was like, uh, he was like the guy from Chicago. He, he's got, he's like, he mentioned about how he's, you know, he always comes in places, always comes in second Adepticon and you could just tell. Just like glancing. So how the, is Jordan doing? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was just a guy. You could tell that everyone was there to play the game, and he was there to win the fucking thing. friendly but i was like man do i have to get just good enough for this game so i can beat that guy right because <laughs> it was just so, I, I don't know i think there's that guy needs to be beaten well it's just something about we, we've i've played too many competitive games you smell out the guy who was just trying too hard you're like well maybe that guy you know i don't know if i have it in me to you know put the kind of effort but, I'm oh, like, but do i that guy slugs <laughs> for the 4k yeah that guy <laughs> slugs for the, <laughs> it was just, I, I can't believe you even asked that question do i have it in me <laughs> he has it in him, like his drive and desire, but does he want to learn a new game to that level? Yeah, because no. those days gone. Oh, watching sure. him, because yeah, watching is he the him... retired samurai master who no longer wants to get involved in that shit? Yeah, because watching him play, like even just maneuver, I could you could just tell that he was just slightly crispier than everyone else, and he was just he really had a refinement to him, and it was very clear. Uh, at least to me, because I don't know. I think you watch you watch people playing competitive games for twenty years, and you know enough about a game. You can kind of you can you can kind of pull that shit. Anyone can, that is serious about a game can kind of spot that kind of stuff. It's not, but but yeah, my brain was like, do I? I'm like, I'm like what's wrong with my brain? Like, come on, just let me have fun. I don't need, I don't need, like, I don't need to rise up from the ashes to like take this one guy out for no legitimate reason. Other, other what, than what is this joy in my hobby? How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be crushed. Yeah. So. I was, it was, yeah, but it was, I, I was amused by my inner monologue when that, when that, when that was happening. I will say though, I, I am slightly disappointed with, with the uh, crisis protocol. Cause as I am getting more and more things for it, it, it's linking 
into other things, which means I need to get more things for it too. So like uh, one of the last things I had Brian uh, that I assembled that Brian got me was one of the Sentinels, which means uh, it's Sentinel uh, Mark IV Prime. You know, because we're all talking about Mark IV here, because that's a... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it's a Sentinel Mark IV, uh, which is the leader one, uh, which means I need to get the the two other Sentinels in there. And then I also have to get Cassandra Nova, who works with the Sentinels. And that means I also have to get Jean Grey. You can splash... you, You can play... You know, X Men and, and throw in a Sentinel. You don't. You can still play an X Men Force and have Sentinels. You can yeah, play a Brotherhood Force with Sentinels. Like you don't. Just because you have Sentinels doesn't mean you have to play the Sentinel faction. You which, can which make is your what, own head cannon. Which is which. Which is what. Well, I mean, all those all those factions get a Sentinel now and then for whatever yeah. reason. And you know, it happens over time. They like hijack one, but that's what that's what Marvel is. You play what you want as long as fifty one. If you want to play fifty one percent Web Warriors and you want to shove in two Sentinels, as long as it's that. As long as that two. If you have three Web Warriors. Sandra Nova does come with Jean Grey, and Jean Grey is an X Man, and I've been collecting X Men. Yeah, so see, that's how they get you. These MCP people—they have the models coming with each other, so you got to buy them both, and then they split off to their own things, which then have other people in them. And then if you want to get your card, you have to buy this other thing just for the cards. You're paying sixty dollars for a card. I've heard this shit. Yeah, at least they've stopped the card <laughs> thing. Know, but yeah, it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's still true for the past. So you still have to do that. Uh, for some stuff like I like he owns an ex you you own a uh, Cyclops and uh, somebody in storm but I but I want that crisis card really bad mm. so either I have to steal his or buy my own Cyclops it it would make much more sense for them to I mean I, I know that they want people to go out and buy those models um, but it would make much more sense to release it as as a, like an actual crisis pack because I think they would probably sell more of those specifically than packing them with Storm and... And what's crazy is every crisis comes with tokens that look different. So you can't... It's not like if you're... Like every event you put down some crisis, you, you basically have extracts... the word it uses but no. but uh basically each one looks Control different so can, but so basically if you're playing a certain ex, a certain extract has a different token so if i'm playing extract a is a unique token for it so it's not it's not even even if, wanted, even if i wanted to print off the special card and like say oh i printed this off it looks professional i don't have the right tokens so i have to like fake tokens and have the right tokens and match the right thing wow i mean a lot of games because a lot of games I, i've seen no I, I don't know how strict it is i definitely have seen a lot of third party people make like things that just say extract on or whatever you can just sure. put it down so i don't know how the big events if they and, and again locally nobody cares like locally you do you put what a you penny want. down there and there's your money. yeah as long as it's a, as long as it's as long as it's you know the right millimeter range people are going to be happy with whatever the fuck you put down there uh that kind of stuff so yeah yeah but no, I don't know. I can't stop playing these games. I'm tired. I'm, I'm already tired for, from even thinking about it. But I just want to get out of the house, and it is fun. I don't know. Games are fun. Who knew? And none of them use a tape measure. I all have. Me- I have widgets or things. So I, I'm still not using tape measures. A widget is just a tape measure. I, it's not a tape measure. It's a completely different thing. It's a widget. <laughs> 
It's a fine line that I'm sticking on my side of it. I'm not crossing the line. It's just a tape measure that's stuck. <laughs> if you nope. get a tape measure onto a foot and then glue the, the lever, that is now a widget. I have a, a special <laughs> God, I have a special thing for, for uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Fucking sticks from back in the day. I have the, the special thing for Song of Ice and Fire. It is goes in one to twelve. At, you know, one it's to called six, a ruler. One to six is short range. <laughs> six to twelve is long. Or seven to twelve is long range. It's called a range ruler. Uh, and I use it to move stuff around. And I just use. I, I don't touch tape you know measure. What handy is one of those, right? Yeah. But to help you see what the shorter ranges are, so that the widget doesn't get in the yeah. way, it could like be like retractable. That's ridiculous. On some kind of like a, a, a I don't know a, a, a tape. That uh, measured. That doesn't seem that. That seems that I don't. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it. So yeah. So I beat the system. I don't use tape measure. <laughs> tape measure, whatever your problem. It's the bumping and the fidgeting and the fingers of God that uh, yeah. that are the issue. Because because originally that was the thing is like you were against that kind of shit. Because because a grid that doesn't happen as much. Correct. Like to, to take a monpock monster and move it an entire square. Yeah. It, it is a lot more difficult to get away with than bumping something a sixteenth yeah. of an inch. I mean, I'm we're just always, even unintentionally. Yeah. Like not just to say people cheating, but just like things shifting on the table or the measuring and just like it, it happens, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'll always take a grid over a not grid 100% of the time. There's no reason. Give me a cool, like, like the Judgment game coming out with a nice hex base, or even even God tier with a hex base. Give me something on a hex, a grid at Battletech, all that kind of stuff. That's just my sweet spot. It takes away bullshit. I, and I also, the other thing that we'll see if it bothers me playing these games is I really don't like when someone makes a mistake and someone calls them a cheater. Because there's a difference between making a mistake and cheating, and gamers more and more in these games assume everyone has they're being like fastidious and being ulterior being, motive. Yeah, for they're doing all it. no. Yeah. They like, chalk up to malice what yeah. could be chalked up, especially to it. those yeah. that when they play a game, they'll admit they made some mistakes. But they but if someone calls that a cheat, they'll get they'll get mad. It's like no, it's just, you made a mistake. You, you know, it happens. I mean, the fingers of gods, I think, are more closer to cheating. But there's things that just happen in a game. I mean, you could, yeah. you could, but things, things I do remember, get bumped. Uh, at a War Machine weekend game one time, when I was playing fucking, I was playing a Searforge list. You know, right. back in Mark II, just these fucking, they were high shields, whatever, and. I'm, parallax is a thing, right? And my measurement, I thought I was moving eight inches from his side of the table. He thought I moved eight and a half, whatever. Yeah. It didn't fucking matter. They were moving up there, shooting stuff that was well within range, and then they were falling back because yeah. they had they had hit and run or whatever. But he just flat out told me that I was a cheater because I was over measuring my movement and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I'm just going to let my time block. Like, I literally just kept it on my clock yeah. and sat there for an hour because I didn't want to play with that guy anymore. Yeah. Because if you're jumping straight to that shit in the loser's bracket against a seer guy where it didn't even matter because your shit was four inches within range anyway so i have better things to do than care mm -hmm. yeah so that and that definitely and i think and maybe being away from it and i also realize you know i'm gonna be dead in like 10 years or less so maybe i gotta spend some of my money and play some of these games yeah so you and i need to to make like a formal document that says we get all of each other's board games and stuff <laughs> sure i am actually trying to figure out what i want to do i i'm i I actually have like a thing where I need to figure out like where what charity my, my money what charity my money goes to when I die because I don't want my money to go nowhere so I need like I have a I need to work on that. You and I need to make an official. Sure. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> gotta take your money too. No. Although I did, Raylene might my, Raylene might not like that part of the thing. 
Getting your money? Your money. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're going to flip it back and forth. Well, then we have to outlive each... Oh, shit. That means that there's a bad side to dying. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe that's the flaw. Uh, an interesting thing, I mean, it's morbid, but whatever. Uh, a coworker of mine passed away just like a, a month or so ago, and she was a, a movie buff, and at the... Not at the funeral itself, at like the wake... Her family had like taken her film collection and they just put it on a table and just said, you know, take some movies and think of her when you watch them. And it was really neat. And I was like, you know, I could see doing that with like my board games, you know, like mm -hmm. Raylene doesn't want my fucking board games. She could take them to the wake and put them there and say, hey, free board games. You know, if you if you knew me enough to come to my wake, then by all means, you can have some fucking board games and, you know, think of me when you play them. Set the red pieces aside because those are Nathan's. You all play with different colors and, you know, there you go. We all know each other well enough to know that we have to destroy each other's computers. Well, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. I will yeah. say, there's a, there's, a, but there's a danger here because it's like I kind of want someone to destroy the computer, but I wouldn't mind them, like, logging on and, like, uh, you know, just, like, a final, like, fuck you on my Facebook and Twitter and just, like, deactivate that now. Like, yeah. can you, like, don't look at anything because, trust me, you're going to be the one suffering more than me. <laughs> but maybe, un you know, because I will say when my dad died, I do wish, I, I, I basically turned his computer, I basically paid his bills and figured out his last of his stuff, and then I, like, tossed it, I I, 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 I logged off of Facebook, and I still, all that crap, and then yeah. a day later, I'm like, oh, crap, I should have, like, on his Facebook, to, on his fa thing, yeah. I should have done a thing, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone that he knew, knew he was dead, so it didn't really matter, but yeah. it would have been nice to turn it into a memorial thing, so... Yeah, you know, whatever. It's weird because your social presence lasts until that site you're on ceases to exist. So yeah, I like I don't actively use Facebook anymore. So and I guess I don't even know if it's still the case. But uh, like a high school friend who passed away, and this was like ten years ago. So was, she was really young, but like was just sitting there on my friends list because the family didn't like delete the account or anything. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, I don't want to unfriend her, yeah. but yeah. it's also just sitting there. And like, you know, you have those stupid things where like you'd click a thing. And it's like, what five people are going to help you with the thing? And it would have the funny of this guy's your getaway driver. And she'd show up on that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, she's not going to help me get my bank robbery. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. What do you do yeah. with that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you, you're able to do that, but for love of God, you don't want to go digging. There's no curiosity worth. No one wants to know what their friend's weird thing was. Listen, just right now, just make sure you start using uh, uh, incognito mode so we don't have to see search histories. Mm -hmm. And anything you save, you do like Walter White with the with the uh, the um, ricin. You put that like behind a switch plate in your room so no one ever finds it. A little thumb drive full of all your terrible secrets just behind the light switch. Yeah, but then you have to take it out of the light switch all the time that you want to get into that thumb and the drive. the whole time you're taking it out, you're like, this isn't normal. No human should be putting this kind of stuff in their computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I you mean, have to put it back put and put it, it there. Back, like, what yeah. did I just do? I hate myself. Why did I watch that video? Yeah. And then, then, then you're like going to the hardware store and I buying can be done new. I by now. <laughs> Why to, is it still bleeding? Yeah. yeah <laughs> hardware store to buy new lights, the, yeah. the backing plates on there because they keep on cracking because you screw it too tight because yeah. you're like i gotta screw it tight otherwise it's gonna get loose and fall out of there i feel like we should just put like fake rice and packets in every in every in every uh behind every light switch just hide like weird things in the houses yeah. when i was really young i always thought rice was just rice yeah, <laughs> yeah. similar it's like how Slight could somebody difference. die from rice <laughs> well 
I can die. I mean, I like I like rice. Speaking of which, side note: no fucking birds have ever died from eating rice. I don't know why that was a thing. What? And people stopped. Well, freaking weddings. They started doing like bubbles and shit because they said you shouldn't throw rice because birds will eat it and their heads will explode. No bird ever died from eating rice. I don't know who started that horse shit, but an entire tradition was killed off because some rumor started that rice was bad for birds. I, I think for the people, because on the a sidewalk covered in dried rice is a sidewalk. It's like something from Home Alone where you yeah. just slip on that and break your goddamn coccyx. But it was fine for birds. They didn't give a shit. They enjoyed eating your dried rice. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 how that's how it gets spread. That's that's how I, I think. I think people took the Alka-Seltzer seagull thing and then they yeah. changed it to into all birds ever and rice. And then people stopped throwing white rice at weddings. Sure. The guy who passed my match, my match, my main wall. My painter got me. Sorry, while we were talking, while you were telling your rice story, which I agree completely on, was the bird thing is bizarre. Yeah. The guy who's painting myself sent me a picture of my, my first model he has done. Nice. What model is it? Ebony Maw. I, 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 I am a fan of the Ebony Maw. That's a that's a. If you send that to, I can't bring it up. Well, that's a smiley guy. Yeah. He's a happy guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. Do you know what he charged you for that? It's twenty dollars per. He gave me. I'm basically we hourly <coughs> rate is is well, an iffy thing. We talk. He <laughs> said he 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 did say you know sometimes it takes longer than he thinks it would. We we came into agreement that he would he would be very close to thirty hours, give or yeah. take a couple hours. I'm like you know sure you so have he's, a range. He's gonna stay in the thirty to thirty five hour range. Okay. And he seemed yeah we so we had a good conversation. Yeah. But he's like if you look at my miles, okay that's probably two hours. I'll charge you two two two. That one's like Hulk is like four hours. Yeah. Or buster. Or okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, but, but it's not good. like you said. All right, this per hour. Then he comes back in a month and says, "Oops, yeah. took me five thousand hours." Yeah, yeah. No, we we, we chatted <laughs> about kidney. that. But that's yeah. that's cool that he gave you an estimate for how long it, it would well, take. Well, there was him to I couldn't. I wouldn't models. have been able to give him my stuff otherwise. There was yeah. there was no way. Because or I would because I, I told him. You know, he's like, "Well, what do you expect?" I'm like, "Well, because I do think painters should be paid well." Yeah. And luckily, I don't value my money, so I'm willing to throw money at people who paint my stuff at a, at a fairly decent rate. So, you know, he's painting thirteen miles. And, and the thing is, it's actually. Two of the units are like actually three people on a base, so technically it's like sixteen models. Even though to me it's it's one thing, but it's three models. Like, mm-hmm. so he's like, I mean, I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna. I think between six and seven hundred dollars for like sixteen models. Yeah. And but Hulkbuster is like, this, I mean, some of that stuff is huge. I was just having flashbacks to when my mom got scammed moving. Sure. Oh, know, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. No, I don't. Yeah. I re- I have my personality lets me like push through that kind of nonsense pretty well. I mean, I, I'm not scam proof by any means, but certain things like that. Yeah. And that guy is trying to build up, build up. So, cool. It's always important to find someone who's good at painting that's still charging well, but you want to get them before they're too good and they win a golden demon, and then, and then their rates like double. Yeah. You get, you want to get it right before their award winning time <laughs> period. That's the key. We had some local. Marshall painters. might still be undercharging. I don't know what he's up I, to. <laughs> I don't know. Marshall is a great person and a good painter. Well, actually, probably I'm almost a great painter by now. But he's the kind of guy who I'm afraid to give miles to because he will get motivated. He could be 70% through and then stop. Yeah, that's true. He can't paint not motivated. And that's true of many painters. That's not a unique Marshall thing. Yeah. But he would just, if he stops, he couldn't continue. Right. So I could never rel- I could never give him models and money because he doesn't, even if I'm like, here's a pile of money, he's like, oh, I don't care. That's true. And it was like, but it's a pile of money and you need it. And he's like, I don't care. And I go, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm powerless. Then. <laughs> so, like, this apathy, not, your only weakness. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get. Th- I, 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 I can respect it and appreciate it, but <laughs> it's when it, not when it's working against me like that. 
Sorry, that was a tirade. Song of Ice and Fire, the mountain, the figure for the mountain, he is, I mean, it's so, they did such a great job of the mountain just towering over other models. And then there's the mountain that arrived, there's a cab version of him, and it's just, I should have, at some point, should I, it's just so It's absurd. the buster of the Song of Ice yeah, and Fire. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is, and it's amazing. It's surprisingly really powerful and expensive. Did that, and, did that come with the box set? The, 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 mount, the, 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 mount, the ground version, the walking version did. Okay. But I, the Lannister Hero Pack 3 came with the mounted version. People were a little bit mad about that because he was, uh, he was, what's weird about that game, it's by it's it's by Cool Mini or Not. Mm-hmm. I didn't back it initially because it was by Cool Mini or Not. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Cool Miniatures, they're not going to make a good rule set. Rule set became very popular very fast. They had they did end up revising it quite a bit. The team who works in that game are dedicated. Some of them are just dedicated to that game, unlike other stuff where they just like hop the thing to thing. So they have like they have like actual staff that work on it. And their Kickstarter exclusives were not necessarily exclusive. If it was exclusive, it was like alternate sculpt type stuff, not like a unique model. But some of the models, like the mountain that rides, was initially only Kickstarter only, but they said this will be available later. It just took like a year and a half before you could buy it. But but during that year and a half, he was illegal because they didn't want the game. That that If, if I was remembering the conversation in our Discord correctly, right? So the people who had them weren't even allowed to use them because they thought it wasn't fair to the people who couldn't get them. And I don't know. I, I might have missed that part of the conversation or not. But at least they, but they let it come out to everyone else. But now everyone has yeah, it, the, nice. the conversation. Yeah, that was what people were saying was like, if you backed them, you got your alternate model. And then the normal version didn't come out for like a year and a half. So all those people couldn't even get them for a year and a half. But then even the people who had them weren't allowed to play them in official tournaments because mm. that was their thing is until it was available for everyone. Sure. It was just a neat and little that, tchotchke that you own. And owned. that's how most, most games are done like that. I mean, at least for a lot of Convention models and shit for War Machine, they'll be like, well, if you're there... It, it's there, and you can have it. But it's typically alternate. Well, I mean, but like, if you're at a if you're at a, if you're at a war machine, if you're at a convention for war machine, and a model came out, you could use it at con, but then you couldn't use it at the tournament next weekend because, until the street date happened. They did Correct. weird things. But like weren't that. they doing like during conventions? You could also buy it online. Like they would have the simultaneous online thing, and then that, that counted as the that, release that was, date. That was later on. But, but I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it was models. still by still by street date. We're like talking about specifically like Butcher Three. Yeah, Butcher Three. I remember was that a, was, was a big was one. Technically street legal on that day because the web store was the street date because technically anyone could have logged in yeah. during the convention and ordered it. But so, pre him though, it was dirty. Yes. But they, they, yes. they have evolved over time. I mean, any company's been around that long, hey. I guess, changes. My shirt says... Yeah, well, yeah, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> this yeah. is the exact discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of our Discord, you should join our Discord if you haven't already joined our Discord and pass the link around to other people so everyone can join our pa- Discord. Pass the link that's currently on the Crippled System Facebook page and and uh, following links. If they're in every Discord, time they, we, but, they, we, but they can, but they can also. You can copy an invite link from a. a, a you can copy end. the impl- invite link in there, yes. But if we, if we change that, it expires the previous one that yeah, got made. True. So I, I I rebuilt it again. 
Uh, well, there was some confusion because we were old men who don't know how to do Discord, but apparently the invite links were like <laughs> unique to each sub channel. And so Andy and I were confused because we were sharing different links. So we kept making new links thinking that the other one wasn't working anymore. Well, they, and, yeah, and, that, they, and somebody got into our admin channel because I was in the admin channel when I made the invite. And so oh, then sure. we just had to get rid of the admin channel because yeah. <laughs> some random yeah. person was in there. Speaking of, I have an old man question. I read something on the internet, which obviously, you know, that that's my starting point. That's, <laughs> that's my starting that's, point. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, but there was a discussion on there was, but there was a discussion on one a different web place I was on too. So I saw it in a couple places. It was about like, you know, the difference between older people and older. I, 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 I hate any kind of generational like warfare type stuff. I just hate it. Yeah. Because at some point you're like. I remember, like, even when I was 20, I hated people making fun of whatever the generation before the baby movers were called. There was always people yeah, mad at them. Yeah. And now they're attacking them, and Gen X will be the next one, and the millennials will be the tag. Like, everyone just keeps attacking the, the, the old generation, not realizing they're going to be that right. target, and maybe you can break and the cycle. the old generations that attack the new generations, like, oh, kids these days, you sucked ass as a kid. Yeah. I was a piece of shit as a fucking teenager. You guys were assholes. We all fucking were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is human history. Don't pretend like you weren't yeah. an asshole when you were. <laughs> and I right? do think society. Well, I, I don't think it's no longer true, but I, society felt like it was always moving forward slower than it should have be for some yeah. from rights. I mean, obviously now there's a pushback for the first. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, terrible. But in general, there's always like in the people that are young now want more than they the people who you know. And I get there's so they're mad at them for not doing enough, even though even though they did some stuff, they didn't do enough, and you know whatever they're not going to do enough either. They're generating. Like, they'll be hated. That's not my point at all. I just I just hate generational warfare, sure. especially because I'm the next. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the next old. Like as yeah. soon as all baby boomers die, I'm gonna be the enemy suddenly. Yeah, uh, I've, I I already start seeing some prep work being done about how Generation X is bad. They they mo- they mostly focus on the baby boomers, but they're starting to lay the groundwork. My question isn't my my statement is there was a thing talking about emojis, mm-hmm. and they're saying young people don't use certain emojis, and if you use certain emojis, you can tell it's an old person saying it. And I didn't know if anyone had come across stuff like that. Like certain emojis are mostly like if you see X emoji, you know it's an old person versus a new person. Because, for example, a young person wouldn't use a thumbs up. Yeah, I remember the thumbs up one because they were saying that it looked sarcastic or something. My guess whenever I see articles like that. So yeah. there, there's always going to be some truth to anything like that. Like any any slang and vernacular evolves, yes. right? You know, like yep. no T, no cap, you know, all that stuff. Like there's always going to be new slang. Things are lit. They yeah, something's lit. lit. Something's bad. Was bad good or bad this generation? It, you know, everybody's got their own version of whether bad is bad. Bad or bad is badass, right? Whatever. So there's some truth to that. But every time I see articles like that one, I guarantee that like one random person said that they thought it looked sarcastic once, yeah. and then they ran with that as an article. Sure. It's just like whenever you see something that's like the new trend in Japan, it's not a fucking trend. Yep. They saw one random person do it on TikTok, and because Japan is weird and foreign to us, they just pretend that everyone in Japan does this thing. And I, and and I think kinda, it's probably that. And kind that's of what thing. I was kind of thinking too. But it's sometimes, but things do shift. Like you said, yeah. sometimes they do. And not that I care. It just, it was just, I, I found it amusing. And I'm just like, but you know, I, I have to imagine the emoji use will evolve over time. And it already has. Like I, I was yeah. already out of it even when I was in it. Well, because we, you know, do like the ASCII style stuff. And then people are doing emojis. Like instead of using emojis, they we would had do calculators to spell it boobs. Oh, yeah. Like that was, that Boob. was, yeah. Was, um, <laughs> but like people using like kanji, like Japanese symbols, because they'll look more like faces and stuff to make, like, you know, you've seen, I mean, there's always going to be different ways to do doing that shit yeah remember for like five years i communicated entirely in reaction gifts right who didn't i respond to uh messages uh give them approval i give them a foot yeah that's what i do 
Dude, the the Jennifer Lawrence sarcastic thumbs up at the guy in the audience is still my favorite thing to post ever. <laughs> Any time that I can just do that dismissive thumbs up, I yeah. feel so good inside. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, Jennifer Lawrence, for that. I mean, thank her for a lot of a things. A lot of things. But a lot that, of things. That, that she is a very talented actress who's done some good work and other things. She yes. Is, she is a... Yeah, she's amazing for all the reasons you want to list. <laughs> I'll agree with all of them. Yeah. I just want to... Yeah, yeah. And another topic I could bring up that is going to maybe be a recommendation, but I want to cheat and have multiple recommendations. And I'll, I like to pretend that I'm not allowed to just do that every single episode. So I, uh, the reason I bring up our Discord is that one of our Discord subchannels is devoted to the greatest television show of human history, which is, of course... The genius. the genius, the Korean uh, uh, game show, uh, ran for four seasons. Uh, phenomenal show. The there is currently airing a Netherlands version of the genius. There are two episodes out so far. We have a link to a site that is posting links to. There is a YouTube channel that every new episode is posting very quickly, within a day or two, subtitled English subtitled versions of it, so you can watch, discuss along. I want that channel to get hopping. I want us talking about every episode after it happens that show i will admit the netherlands version is not as good as the korean version but that's because the korean version is the greatest tv show of all time and the netherlands version it's shorter so there's not quite as much time for like things to develop and the editing isn't quite as tight which is what made the korean version so fucking good the korean version was also able to steal whatever music they wanted wanted. yeah they basically just like broke every copyright law they wanted so they were able to just input the right music at the right time yeah um so it's not as good, but that means it's going from being an S tier to an A minus tier. Like watch the second episode, especially watching that, I had this feeling inside. While Raylene and I are like leaning forward, we're talking about people's strategies. We're talking about the game. We're like, oh, has this player figured this out? Has this team figured that out? And it felt so good to be watching the genius again. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, I've yeah. only watched the I, the second one. I'll be watching soon. Like I said, I, I watched all of the uh, Midnight uh, Club recently, yeah. so I, I I put that in front. Plus, yeah, but. The ge- if it hurts me that people haven't seen the genius, yeah, we have links to all the downloads on uh, the the Discord channel. It is the best. Like not why you, you might die not watching the genius, and I don't know if there is a heaven or a hell, but I do know. <laughs> I mean, there's not, but if there was, that's a requirement to get into heaven. If there if there is a heaven, that seems like a very legitimate reason why someone would be allowed in or out if they did or didn't yeah. see the genius. Or it'll be like an entrance exam. Like if you're a good person, they'll like stop you at the gates and be like, "All right, you know." But first, you need to watch the genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's purgatory. Is if you're almost good enough to go to heaven, uh, but but not quite. They make you watch the genius. Yeah, fucking yeah. All and oh my god, I, I, the winners of every season are just phenomenal. Uh, all of them are just cool. The, yeah. it, it's so fucking good. Every and, season has a different. I mean. E- <sighs> And even the winners are so different than each other. And yes. like even the seasons change because like season, I don't know, like season one and two take a lot more of the Korean like B-list celebrities and yeah. their culture. Obviously, we didn't know those B-list celebrities, but even their like their third season, they kind of went away and took more like college people and like weird people and events. Mm-hmm. But even they were amazing. And, and some of the things, how they form up and then like the four seasons, like a battle of the champions, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and just watching that, it's so good. It's so good. Andy, Andy's a huge fan of it too. Join our Discord. 
The Genius <laughs> Channel is on there. It has links to every single episode of the Korean version. It has links to every single episode of the Netherlands version. Watch every episode of both versions, uh, and then catch up and watch the Netherlands and talk like talk about it. I want to talk genius with people because uh, that show is so fucking good. What day do they post? The only two are out, right? For the only two are out. I guess I can pull up and see when. I don't know how consistent it is, but like when they post, I definitely post on the Discord and say there's a new episode up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might watch it tonight. I mean, this also goes to and, I, and I, we did have a couple of people wanting to get into the channel as well. Um, I When there's a wrestling pay-per-view mm-hmm. or premium live event, as, as they like to call them. Um, I like to stream it, and I like to watch it with, with friends. So so if you want to take advantage of Andy's uh, Peacock <laughs> streaming, which is, you know, technically it's only like six bucks a month, whatever it is, but if you want to take advantage to watch a premium live event with me, I, I usually just, uh, just stream it right from my computer on there. Watch along. Have a watch party. Yeah, I would do that for the Netherlands Genius, except that I watch it with Raylene on our TV, not on the yeah. computer. I don't like to hear people talking when I'm watching something. So I, I like wrestling is fine because wrestling is wrestling. But like the Jack, I couldn't with the Genius just because it's too much. I need, yeah. I need my t- like I can I do I I would probably over, mute the channel and do text only watch along sure. for something like that. Mm-hmm. I over multitask. Yeah. I am always if I'm on my computer playing DVD, I'm on my phone and my tablet and the other monitor and possibly a fifth thing. Like I I multitask. It actually it, the only way I survive my job is by multitasking too much, yeah. but I do that all the time. Like it, but the genius stuff like that 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 gets all, all my tasks. I go to I go down to maybe two. Which is usually it's one, but I can maybe split the two a little bit. But it, it just requires. I mean, obviously, with the Korean, you know, any, anything subtitled does force more attention just mm-hmm. by its nature. But even even beyond that, it's like watching the show Dark on Netflix. You can't do anything else than watch Dark. Like literally, Dark is a show that has you have to have flowcharts to understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's amazing, but you need a fucking yeah, you need a guide to help you explain what's happening. But in the genius is it's just interesting enough to keep my focus. I don't want to multitask when I'm watching the genius. I need a flowchart to figure out the timeline for the Halloween films. <laughs> we explained it. It was yeah, yeah. clear. I could not have been. Everything I said was true. <laughs> I mean, the Saw movies get ridiculous because some of the movies ha- take place in previous movies, which you don't even realize what's going on. Yeah. Which is kind of which is kind of clever. A little so it's bit. a Lion King and a half type thing. Yeah, it's, it's like Lion King and a half. And a half. <laughs> you know what it's more like is um, uh, the the Final Destination. Yes, because they, they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Only I think only one of them did that though. Correct. Correct. It, they closed the circle. So yeah. it didn't jump in. It isn't as much like Saw, but, you know, spoilers. I mean, that was one of the, the, the coolest endings of a movie was when you realized that the fifth Final Destination was actually a prequel to the first Final Destination. Mm. And so the whole thing was just this one big... Is that, is that the, the fifth one is the last one? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I, 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 I think I've seen, like, the first one, and I, I can't really watch those. Because my mind will immediately think everything is a final destination. Oh yeah, and you I know, can't drive behind a semi with, un- with you know <laughs> if it's open and there's just like shit strapped. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I can't. That log is going straight through the windshield. Yeah, yeah. No, I have the same problem for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, a zappity grumble from Big Cave Monster in the chat. We could talk about a little bit. Sure. Yeah, we could. We could. Uh, he had a. Had asked uh, about uh, Monpox Second Edition is worth getting into. Uh, is worth playing uh, all of one specific faction. 
Like just like dinos only. I don't know if my mic might not have picked up some of that. Yeah, you know, Monpox second edition any good? Also, can you go faction pure? Um, yes and yes. Yeah. Um, I think you'd be, you know, so I haven't gotten to play it since the pandemic started because pandemic fucked everything and also I moved an hour away from everyone else. So like my actual miniatures game playing has gone down the pooper. But I was very, 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 very much enjoying Monpac at the time. You know, we had the Muse on Monpac uh, podcast for a little while. Um, you know, we were playing it over at Pegasus Games before they got new ownership and everything. But uh, Monpac Second Edition, super solid. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, there was that handy Kickstarter uh, that Mythic did that, uh, you know, uh, warning may not ever get actual models for that. So that's a that's a side conversation. But uh, no, Monpac, super solid game. I think the key um, with the going Faction Pure, Faction Pure will be less tactically strong than branching out because mm-hmm. there will always be like things from other ta- other factions that support uh again you know within your agenda but like for example i played um pretty much pure martians but the sorcerer the saucers had the cargo rule and there were the meat slaves for the lords of Cthulhu, which are great cargo uh so it's strictly better for my martian saucers to be carrying those things around but, you know, whatever. A big key with Monpox, just not to give a fuck. You got giant monsters throwing each other into buildings. Yep. If you if you're, if you care whether you win or lose, you're doing it wrong. Um, it is really one of those, like, and, and they're not always my feel. We've talked about them in the past, but stuff like Blood Bowl and whatnot, where you have to just be playing to have fun. They're not super tight. They're not super competitive. You can play in a tournament. There's Blood Bowl, you know, there's Chaos Cup and stuff. But if you are, like, some diehard, whether or not I win, this game of blood bowl matters to me at a, at a core soul level there's something inherently wrong with you as a human being and Monpac falls into that umbrella for me yeah it's it's definitely what i mean that umbrella i, f- I figure would be more of like a beer and pretzels yeah. game it's, it's a game that you just you just play it's it's not a game that, that you should really take absolutely seriously if you are playing it to be like a full competitive edge um it's probably going to be fun for one person at that table. And, you know, and that doesn't mean you can't, it's not all random dumbness. We're not talking like Munchkin or Flux here. Like Correct. you can make good tactical decisions. You can make good strategic decisions, uh, positioning your models, putting up bubble, uh, you know, uh, bubble wrapping, which is the term we use. Like for a monster to throw a monster, they have to be able to get next to the monster. So if you've got a random annoying tank in the way, you know, it's a great defensive thing. Like you can make these tactical positional decisions, which dice you push, always leave at least one in your monster. So you can take an emergency turn running away if you need to like the, that depth is there. It is a shockingly deep game, but at the end of the day, you got plastic monsters throwing each other into plastic buildings and you're rolling dice that could come up all blank. And that shit happens. Um, it's not super well balanced. Going first is way too good of an advantage in that game. Mm-hmm. I recommend there's a bunch of house rules to how to mitigate that you know like uh if you go first your monster uh can't you know take an action or like can't do steps you know there's there's lots of stuff to do but again there it has the depth to take it semi-seriously and to be rewarded for good play but you also just need to at the end of the day high five your opponent drink a couple beers and relax yeah yep yeah like most of mine i've got i've got basically all all cthulhu is pretty much what i was in monpac first edition i mean mythic so we were talking about a little bit about the kickstarter there too um i tried looking up some product too i I tried looking up some of the you know the the troubles that other people have posted so i don't know where that information is specifically coming from 
um, or mm. if it's coming from them themselves or, but cause I haven't really seen anything there. Basically talking about how mythic was having issues, um, with, with, uh, employees and, and model production. Um, I mean, I've already got a game from them, which was the, the Reichbusters. Uh, it was a yeah. little late, but that, but that's, I mean, not saying that should be a standard Kickstarter thing, but it's, it's generally what you, what to expect with a Kickstarter is that it's going to be so, a little late production. Yeah. I will say though, that that was pre pandemic. Yes. Things have really changed. So I don't know if it was the one immediately before, uh, Monpoc, but if it, it was shortly before Monpoc is that same company mythic did the darkest dungeons yes. board game, which I backed. Um, and at a, at a few months ago, they emailed out an update and said, we are out of money. We cannot afford to ship these things. So if you want your, if you want the thing you paid for already, you need to give us 50 more bucks. Otherwise we can't afford to ship it. If you choose not to give us 50 bucks, we'll keep it in a warehouse. Maybe someday we'll come up with the money, but no promises. Oh shit. So I had to either pay them an extra 50 bucks to get my thing because they needed that money to be able to afford to ship it. Or I had to just cross my fingers that six years from now they win the lottery and can send me my thing. Which way did you go? I paid them the 50 bucks. I will say Kickstarter. I was not committed. I mean, this was like one of those fucking $400 all in things. I wasn't going to gamble it, but, but it was a really frustrating update to get where they said we're out of fucking money. We cannot like they're made, they're sitting in a warehouse, but we cannot afford to ship Mm. them, which we understand. Like, I, Shipping. I'm rarely going to go to bat for a company because companies are evil, but I understand that it wasn't their fault. The pandemic happened. They got fucked on shipping. I get it, but it was really frustrating and I could see Darkest Dungeon, they went that route. I have another one that I backed pre-pandemic, right at the pandemic started, where they reached that same point, but they reached it after shipping to America. So a different warehouse has this product and this warehouse is like, you need to pay us before we'll ship to your people. And mm. the company that made the game is like, we don't have any money. And they, they, they turned to the people who backed and said, can you give us money to pay to the warehouse? And the people who backed said, fuck you. You've been so behind and haven't communicated. We don't want to give you any money. So that company gave up. And now the warehouse is going to go talk to the original backers and say, pay us directly and then we'll ship it to you. So that stuff's going on. And oh. so Mythic... The, something similar is either happening or about to happen with the Monpac one. I will I thought, say some companies got smart. Like if it's if it's your first Kickstarter, that was a big problem. But so many companies now are like, you're going to pay us money. You're not going to pay us shipping until yeah. later. It's going to be a big pile of money, yeah. but that's going to come later. You are responsible. And yeah. that's the smarter people. They know that now. But, but the, yeah. the 2020, guess, the Kickstarters during 2020 is the problem. But I because even those did, are the yeah. ones who, in 2019, you could take pre-shipment and be comfortable with it. I will say that's... You could argue they still shouldn't have been, I, but it I, was the norm. I did so many Kickstarters in the late teens that even I stopped before a Kickstarter. And even, 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 even learning then, even... A year or two before Kickstarter, they started to do a lot of good. A lot of the smarter ones already switched to that format because yeah. they had learned. Yes, it was bad. And then when the shipping, because I mean, everything is costs. I mean, I mean, no one could have ex- could planned for how much shipping would have gone up in 2020. Yeah. But those companies still were playing with fire by not doing it. That, that is that correct. Method. That is definitely correct. But but we've learned our lesson now. They're not playing with that fire anymore. Yeah. It's like. Um, I mean, heck, the 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 Cool Mini or Not's most recent one was a Dune board game. So, of course, Nathan was interested. Brian sent him a link. I only backed it for a dollar because I want to see where it goes. But they were like, 
We're not going to charge shipping until it's ready to go. And our estimate is that it will cost two of your limbs and at least one of your children. Like their prediction for shipping cost is so fucking high and they're not even collecting it until they're yeah. ready to ship because they are definitely not going to risk it. Yeah, and the and and, that, and that's for whatever they are, they are good enough at the game to understand that that's the the best way to go. You, yeah. you know, and if, if if someone doesn't want to do it, that's fine, that's on them. But at least they were upfront and honest and saying, "Look, you're going to get fucked by the shipping. We're not we're not the ones fucking you. The system is fucking you, and you can be you'll be mad at us because that's how it works." Yeah, but they're not. You know, they don't make the pro. They're not going to make any money on that shipping. But you could you could dislike them for many. You I mean you're still plenty of reasons not to, not to like them if you don't want to. But at least they're smart in that regard. Yeah. Well, and I'm giving them a chance. I, like I said, yeah. I, I threw a buck on the Dune game because uh, not only was the shipping an issue, also, like, Coolman, you're not. I, uh, w- they are the poster child, in my mind, of something I've grown more and more to hate about what Kickstarter has become, yes. uh, which is the FOMO, needlessly expensive 8,000 miniatures game, um, you know, which. Th- you know, there's cool to that. Like, I'm not like I definitely have bought several of those, and those miniatures are cool. And well, like so, uh, Foundations of Rome, for yeah. example, is a wonderful game. Mm-hmm. I, I will say nothing bad about it as a game. Um, and and actually, they're working on this uh, coming out. But like that could have been a fifty dollar game with cardboard tiles. And they're actually making that version. It's going to come out, you know, in the next year or two. But it's like a four hundred dollar game because it's so heavily produced and yeah. that's fine well that was but the audience they were going for correct yeah. it's the audience they're going for and i get it and I, that game's cool and it looks cool and i'm not bad mouthing any of that aspect of it but what i am bad mouthing is cool many or not leverages that style of thing way more than anybody else and specifically with the the exclusives the back the kickstarter or the like there will be an expansion that'll be kickstarter like the dune board game that just came out the core game will eventually hit stores but the expansion that has like alternate play modes and stuff is kickstart only so you either back it or you just never get that well, and it's like fuck you like yeah. A lot of other places, yeah. all that will eventually. A lot yeah. of it, but you, you'll never. Like a, lot, a lot of places will hit. You won't. You won't oh, get sculptures. Sure. You won't get them, or you'll you'll get cardboard tiles instead of plastic tiles. Sure. And you'll lose out on that. What I don't like, and what a lot of companies do now too, is they have their original Kickstarter, but the, for the game to be interesting, they need to hit at least ten stretch goals. Like they build. Like it's almost like. But their original number isn't even oh, the game they want to sell. They they they're expecting to get you know t- ten of their goals going to give you a complete game. That's why they make the first. That's why the first ten features sound so cool is because well that's a needed element to make the yeah, game. Yeah, that's enjoyable. literally part of the game. It's like if chess was a Kickstarter, the fourth stretch goal stretch goal would be the the, the bishops, like because you only start with pawns and the king, and then all the stretch goals there are the models. Like the whole giving up the game on that. This cool mini or not the Dune one is. One of the alternate play modes, you replace one of the leader models. You replace uh, replace Peter DeVries with Count Fenring and later Lady Fenring. So the Fenrings replace him in this thing. The details don't matter, but what matters is that you're replacing this guy with these two models, right? Count Fenring was the fourth stretch goal. Lady Fenring was the seventh. They weren't even the same fucking stretch goal. Like, can you at least pretend that you didn't have these pre-planned out as core elements of the game by having them be one stretch goal together? Sure, sure. The fourth and seventh stretch goal were two parts of one thing. Hmm. Again, that's what frustrates me about that aspect of Kickstarter, and Cool Mini or Not are by far the poster children of that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not a. F- I'm a. F- I'm okay with something getting something alternate, 
but like an alternate rule set or stuff like that, that's you'll never have access to unless you get somebody's, you know, back to Kickstarter version of it or, you know, it, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Or again, you know, the, the heavily produced foundations of Rome, Kickstarter exclusive, a cardboard version you can pick up your game store. Okay, cool. Right. I have the choice. And again, you know, alternate models, alternate sculpts, getting it a year earlier, like, but, but to have complete FOMO, complete fear of missing out, like you back us or you can never get this unless it hits the secondary market is just extremely gatekeepery and extremely frustrating to me. Because what if somebody joins this hobby three years from now yeah. and that would be their favorite game? I guess they just get to go fuck themselves. The, yeah. The, the hero quest that I have. The, it has a mythic set there, so yeah. that I wasn't actually part of that. So I am part of that that secondary market yeah. that ended up having to go back and buy it. And because lucky for I you, wanted, you even could, yeah, because at that point that game was was pretty hot potato. There was there was a it was pretty expensive to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and as somebody who's like a completionist, you know, that, man, that just it's not really a fear of missing out. Is somebody who. You, who looks at their collection, sees a hole in it, and they know that hole could have been filled. And <laughs> yeah, well, that I mean, that's what it, it is. The, the FOMO is just when you know that ahead of time. Correct. Like, you correct. Can, if you come in afterwards and you're like, "Shit, I need to fill this hole," but the FOMO is that they're they they design the holes, right? Sure, that's sure. The, issue yep, yep. the the Kickstarter campaign is specifically designed with big red arrows saying this is a hole that you will suffer if you don't if give you don't us money right, right now. now. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, Charles brings up a good point, though, in chat. That uh, basically, you have so many designers out there who are making shipping demands and making their 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 uh, their plans known to everybody before they even understand what the process is to manufacture yeah. said things. Because that just leads to, to horrible things later on. You know, you say, hey, I'm going to put out this Kickstarter, and by July of next year, you'll have it in your hands. Yeah. But I don't know until, you know, I things go into final print in June and the shit doesn't actually start printing until July. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder when there the uh there was a thing that I, I uh kickstart backed like five years ago that I'm still waiting for. And and earlier this year they 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 redesigned all the rules from it because the in play testing it sucked. Uh, uh it well was that's the- very similar to my Sentinels of the Multiverse. So there was Sentinels of the Multiverse that had, that had been going through their Kickstarters. And then there was a company they worked with, uh, Green Ronin Pro Publishing, who put out Sentinels of Earth Prime, which was just basically a tack-on addition onto Sentinels of the Multiverse, which was pretty awesome. <clears throat> you get a whole bunch of new heroes, a whole bunch of new cards, a whole bunch of new villains. And then that game got delayed. And it got delayed. And then it got delayed. And then the original version of Sentinels of the Multiverse came out with the definitive edition, which took all the rules that were part of Sentinel of Earth Prime and just threw them out. Basically, it was a second edition of Sentinels of the Multiverse. And I got that before I got my copy of (laughs) Sentinels of Earth Prime. The Divinity Original Sin board game. Oh, sure. Estimated delivery October of 2020. I wonder what my oldest delivery is. I definitely have a couple that were supposed to. I, I definitely have a couple that were supposed to come in 2020 that are still out there. <clears throat> we've talked Zappity. about be- we've <laughs> talked about it before. Is my uh, my video game one is still is still uh, being made? 
Yeah, video games don't come because they're, they they're always they're always they're always yeah. scams. Yeah, correct, correct. But not yeah. as not as bad as uh as the ultimate scam, the Star Citizen. Uh, yeah, yeah, which people still talk about that like it's a real thing. Yeah, a lot of good yachts that that lady has tweeted pictures of herself on. <laughs> Haven't uh, I didn't see any other Zeppity Grumbles at all. We didn't really tweet out right before. We just decided we were going to do an audio. A so, quick audio podcast. Then I'll jump into my recommendation, which is not a very exciting recommendation, but it's been depressingly life-changing for me. Is it Officer Down? It is not Officer Down. You're welcome to talk about that. But uh, that was also depressingly <laughs> life-changing for Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been, I've been making dinner a lot more recently because Raylene and I have subscribed to like a meal service and we're taking actual food and turning or actual products and turning it into actual food instead of just making frozen pizzas and stuff because I don't know why the fuck not. But as part of that, I've been roasting a lot more vegetables in the oven and specifically potatoes and those motherfuckers like to stick to your pan. Right, trying to get a potato off your pan. I don't care how much you 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 poured oil in there; it's going to stick. So, so, you know, maybe you've done aluminum foil. It works okay, you know, but it'll still stick to the foil. But whatever, ninety percent of the potato comes off. Then I figure out, oh, actually, uh, parchment paper works really well. Comes off, but I'm going through rolls and rolls and rolls of parchment paper. So my recommendation is goddamn Silpat. Um, or a silicon matte Silpat is a particular brand. So there's like recommending Kleenex, any facial tissue will work, but the main brand is Silpat, main brand Kleenex. They are silicone sheets with fiberglass weaving inside of them that you lay down on your pad. Nothing will stick to those fucking things. You can melt sugar onto there and it just pops right off. They are impervious. Um, you, you can't dishwash them, but you just rinse them right off in the sink and throw them in your your, uh, your uh, drawer. And they're, Anything they're can going. go in dishwasher. They are not supposed to go in the dishwasher. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Um, what? Why? I actually, I, I never dishwashed the, the actual thing. Yeah, they are great. I, I, it's hilarious because I did buy. I bought. I bought a set of three things like a year over a year and a half ago, and they all came with the silicone things. And I've, I've been roasting vegetables on those. Yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, they, everything just peels right off. It, right. It's a, insane how good. And, and don't cut on them because that, like I said, that's fiberglass inside there. So you're not supposed to cut or fold them because they could split open. I think temperature and I think they'd be, they're fine in the dishwasher. It's just that, like, because you can't control it. I think the manufacturer is worried they could get caught on the spinny and tear. And yeah, I just always wash it off. And, I, I've never, <laughs> yeah, I've and never, you don't need to throw them. They rinse off so cleanly. Yeah. Okay. You know, that, that's what I was wondering is like when I've, because it's in the fucking oven for like 400 degrees or whatever. Rated, yeah. I don't think you want to broil on them. I'm not, maybe you can't. They're, they're, they tell you I, there's a certain yeah, temperature you, yeah. you don't want to exceed, but I think you can broil too. I, I have broiled on them and nothing bad happened, so I, I think I'm okay there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you if you do a lot of oven cooking, uh, I cannot recommend a Silpat or whatever brand you go with. Mine are actually not even Silpat. I forget what brand I got, but they are really, really fucking handy. Yeah. They, obviously, you know, you're spending like, you know, X dollars on this thing and it's frustrating, but I did the math on how many rolls of parchment paper I was going to go over and I said, you know what, let's just be they're done They're not with that it. expensive. They're not that expensive. And they, yeah, they're, they're less than I expected them to be. I didn't know. I, well, I, I just assumed everyone knew about them and stuff. If I, if I stumble across this thing, I just assume yeah. everyone has these but things. But you were on your potato quest for a while where you were baking, you were making so many different versions of potatoes. Sure. If but you were I, doing that without a silicone mat, that would have been Most disastrous. of my potatoes are in, I don't put that many on like, I mean, most, I was mostly like, vet, it was mostly like broccoli. Stuff. It was yeah. mostly, it was mostly broccoli that I was, I was roasting. Yeah, uh, but the, my potatoes are mostly. I don't know if I put any on that. I mean, I I scalp potatoes, so it's an, it's more bigger dishes. It's yeah, more yeah. bigger, complicated things that I put my potatoes in than, than that. God, potatoes are so good. They are pretty damn good. 
true story. Quick, that's my recommendation: a silicone baking mat. Nice. Quick uh, back to the the Kickstarter stuff. Somebody had mentioned about uh, that's what uh, cool cool mini or not did about the Marvel uh, United stuff. Had a whole bunch of yep. exclusive minis, like one specific exclusive mini <clears throat> that was Kickstarter only. Called Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, I was gonna say Beta Ray Bill was one. You were gonna have to spend like four hundred dollars to get that one mini. Yep, yep. I I did not spend four hundred dollars to get my Beta Ray Bill. I did yeah. probably spend like twenty five bucks for him, but but uh, he was worth every goddamn penny. And honestly, if I could play the Marvel Crisis Protocol with all the cheaty minis from Marvel United, that'd mm-hmm. be awesome because they look really good. If you like those type, no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you wanted Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody wanted Beta Ray Bill. They knew that. That's why they made him a four hundred dollar miniature. Yeah, yeah. FOMO. Ins- I have FOMO doesn't affect me anymore. It's amazing. I just don't care. It's I've yeah. I, I I am getting older helps in some ways, and I don't have any fear of missing out. If I buy something because I want it, I don't. But if I don't buy it, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't worry about. It. It's like me. Either I get it or I don't. I I've thought about that too. Uh, I've I've my collection around this this building here does not <laughs> show that I've learned anything. But like Deep Madness is the game that I basically completed out. I probably will not be getting the third printing for that because even though the the minis in there look fuck awesome, I have yet to even pull that game out of the shelf, and the minis still look pretty awesome. Yeah, the minis are great. I think the I think the scenarios in that game aren't very well designed, unfortunately. There's new ones in the new Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, <laughs> if you could, if you get a copy of the new scenarios and just use it with that version, you know, just buy the rule book and be like better scenarios. You sure, get value out of it. I mean, the mechanic, the game mechanics were also fine. Like it was a it was a neat game. It was just the actual scenarios themselves weren't that enjoyable. I only got to play it like once with you. And the other one, we there's you had some like Seven Deadly Sins game that we played like once or twice also. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to play more of Deep Madness just to, to so we get some use out of it. But uh, yeah, I look at the I look at your shelves down here. I'm like, man, that is a lot of store credit. Noble Knight to buy something useful. Yeah, it is. Buy that's a Marvel Crisis Protocol army. That's a Mark IV faction army. That's some more MCP stuff. That's things you might actually use. Yeah, trade it all in and get a 3D printer so that I can make. Um, uh, John Carter minis when the STLs are available because they don't sell the minis anymore. If you buy those STLs, there are so many services you can just like join and you can yeah. find a place in, in, in the area that's a middle print for you for a minimal fee. I love those 3D printing services that local people that say it's kind of like Etsy, but for local people with 3D printers. That's cool. Uh, what other recommendations do we got? I, I don't know. That's up to you guys. I mean, I guess I would recommend any of the games I'm getting into. I definitely, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Song of Ice and Fire. Like, I played one game of that, and I was like, I need, I need, I need to own more of this. Like, I, I, I spent a lot of money on that game. I spent a lot of money on MCP, too, but I'm, I'm more excited for Song of Ice and Fire than I am MCP, and I really like MCP, is where I would put that statement. They're just fun games. If you like Rank and File, you like... It's very thematic armies. It plays very well. It's if you like war games, it's it just it, it scratches a lot of itches. How often does Stark have momentum? Uh, they never get Stark never gets momentum. Lannisters get the momentum. That's a callback. It's a callback. It is. 
you can play Joffrey as your commander, and he's kind of a dick in the game. It's kind of funny. If he dies, your opponent's going to immediate victory points off of him, and, and everything he does to his own troops will be a benefit, then it's a negative. He's got a lot of weird, like, uh, mechanics. He looks like, uh, if you play the game a lot, you could probably manipulate that pretty well in your favor, but, like, it's just very thematic. It's neat. It's neat. True story. Your turn, Andy. My turn for a recommendation. I, I, <laughs> I sat here thinking about this whole time. I don't really want to... I don't really want to recommend She-Hulk. Why not? She-Hulk but it was, it is was, up there was, in my favorite Marvel TV shows. I really I was liked, ready for low stakes. I was so ready for something low stakes. Yeah, that's true. I liked I liked the I liked the actress in it. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that she was adorable. I guess my only complaint, for, as part of my recommendation, is the complaint about it. My only complaint is I wish that, uh, unlike Hulk in the seventies, which was played by just an actor painted green, I wish that this show had an actor that was just painted green for the for She Hulk. Sure. Um, cause she doesn't differ that much from what a normal human being would look like, except for it be, you know, six foot, seven foot, you know, which there are six foot but tall, she, strong but she women. Does, strong. But she Hulk is a little bit more thin. I mean, there are some versions yes. of her, but there's a lot of versions of her that look more like that. That's not that. A lot of the comics, I mean, it's they're more more. Uh, like how like, she's on the show. Well, yeah. Well, what he's saying is that like like the Incredible Hulk, you need CGI because no human is shaped like that. Oh, sure. But the she when she's hulked out, she Hulk still just looks like a big lady. Sure. She's sure. not impossibly built. Sure. So yeah. You, I got you. Like I, you I, could I'm just missed. put green skin paint on Gwendolyn Christie and call her yeah. She Hulk, <laughs> and yeah. it would be fine. Sure. You like the main actress, but you haven't seen Orphan Black. No, I haven't. You I haven't. You haven't lived. It's a horror. It's a horror thing. It no, is not, not a horror it's thing. A, it's, a, it's sci-fi TV. It's, it's not horror at all. No, it's. Sci-fi. And you oh, I thought lived, it was a horror. If you like her no. as an actress, you haven't seen her play like a dozen different characters. Sometimes she'll play one character being a different character, so which is very subtly different than playing that. Yeah. Character A pretending to be character B is very different than character B or character A. Yeah. All of them interacting with each other, like the acting chops that she shows in that show. Hmm. So good. Orphan Black is pretty phenomenal. You also see her butt. So, yeah, you know, if I, you're a dirty pervert, and sure. that affects whether you want to see it or not. Sure, do, let me put a counter on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Orphan Black's a... <laughs> uh, No, but I, I... Overall, I like the season of it. I, it, it. It kind of muddled for a little bit. Um, I, I wish it was a little bit more courtroom drama for for a show, but overall, it felt felt okay, felt good. Um, more than I liked uh, Moon Knight or Miss Marvel. Moon Knight, I, I again, I I think it's the actors that I liked the most. I, I loved the actor that played Oscar Isaac's is 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 awesome. Um, I don't know the gal's name. But uh, the the gal that played Ms. Marvel in, in her entire family. Well, that was, was like her first acting role ever, which is why. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but it, but her new. her and her whole family was the best part of that yeah. show. And then and then they added to it, which which the villains of 
both those shows were just yeah the yeah. worst. Well, they well, were, the, the no. villains weren't the point. Yeah. The villain. I won't say the villain in Moon Knight is the worst. When you say when you say both those shows, you were talking about Marvel and Moon Knight still. Kind because of yeah. The the high point of Moon Knight was that very first scene with Ethan Hawke putting glass in his shoes was like the. And it never the, the show. If it was any disappointment to me, it was that they never hit that height again. Sure. After that, he was much worse of a villain. But that was a cool intro to a guy. Yeah. Even, uh, that whole first episode when he's judging that lady and stuff like yeah. that. He's cool. But no. yeah, like, like, just like you know I'm, what it really is is that the gods were morons the, the, in that. That's show. that's what I'm talking the about. Gods the gods stupid. were absolutely fucking stupid. That makes it very believable in the gods to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's hey, Mister <laughs> Evil Man's doing evil stuff. No, I'm not. We believe him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, Flawless, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to uh, take it in context. It's, yeah. It's suddenly- I mean, that does go with my, my rule whenever people talk about plot holes. If their claim that something's a plot hole is just that someone did something stupid – Fuck you! That's not a plot hole. People are stupid. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so, yeah. twenty twenty <laughs> bitches didn't, didn't say they were plot holes. It just said they were just bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the the villains in in uh, Ms. Ms. Marvel, Marvel they, were, they were just, definitely the weak part. I agree with you there. The ooh, cel- the family, and I also I really liked the and I mean because it wasn't like ham headed celebration, but just the fact that they were like the show didn't shy away from the Muslimness sure. of the setting. It mattered, and it was yeah. part of it, and everything. And I appreciate that they were brave enough to do that. Yeah. But the we've waited thousands of years for this. I'll, I'll, I'll get back here tomorrow. That's too long. Kill them all. It's got to be one of the lamest things I've seen in a but, while. I mean, God. with She-Hulk though, it, it 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 is a show that that doesn't take itself seriously, but it still has kind of a, a serious message. Agonizing. Incels. Well, yeah. Which, I mean, the main villains were were incel internet yeah. fucktards, which good. And I mean, I can't not appreciate that when their whole their whole existence is just fuck you incels. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But yeah, She Hulk is, is 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 pretty good. There hasn't been a clear villain since Nazis as there have as incels. They're just so clearly pathetic. Yeah. <sighs> it's just nice to have complete idiots that aren't, aren't redeemable yeah and like i said in a previous thing you know fuck you let her twerk you know like like matter. It, it doesn't matter and, and i i twerk unironically was ready for something that didn't matter credit scene yeah and if you're so like there is definitely ham-handed you go girl shit that 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 really pisses me off especially when it's the stuff like you know celebrate more women police officers fuck you don't celebrate any police officers i don't care whether they're a man or woman you know like that shit goes too far that way where you're trying to use feminism to disguise other stuff but just like let she hulk twerk and get laid i don't fucking care you know you didn't care when captain america did stuff like that just calm down the people saying that, like, when Captain Marvel came out and they were like, Brie Larson's not smiling on the poster. Iron Man doesn't smile on his fucking posters. Grow up. Yeah, when they say stuff like that, it's like, did you just hear what you said? Yeah. Like, how yeah. disconnected are you from reality? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Incels are always good as a villain because it's just so repugnant. The only thing, The only thing I don't, I, I hope that doesn't happen is the the melding of the two is the people who actually don't like the show just because they don't like the show as compared to the people who don't like it because of 
the things you know. We call that Ghostbusters 2016 syndrome. Sure, sure. That movie had a lot of problems. I didn't hate it. I even talked about it on our podcast when yeah. it came out. Like I laughed a bunch in that theater. I thought that Hemsworth was fucking hilarious, um, but I could see not liking it because of its overly improvised style, right? Sure. Uh, Paul Feig does that stuff. He'll point the cameras. They'll say, this is the gist of it. Now, make some jokes. That's enough jokes cut, and the scene doesn't wrap up, and then the next scene doesn't lead in from it. You get that editing disconnect like uh, Michael Myers riding bitch on a motorcycle, right? <laughs> so I, I hate- get that, but there's people who hated it just because the lead characters are women are, yeah and 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 i can't say that there's problems with it without looking like one of those fuckheads and that's yeah. frustrating yeah no, yeah i hear you it's it's it happens from time to time i have to feel bad i mean i when that, that director when you know the style of people improvise all the time and do their own stuff it's cool because you can get some magic from that but if you like wrote the script you're like but i wrote a script i kind of yeah. liked it why aren't you doing my shit like he has to like know the writers that yeah i mean it just, yeah i'm always like the writers have to be cool with it or you have to aim for like an 80 20 kind of thing or whatever because yeah. if it's all improvised then like you said the poor writers yeah but, uh, even then that's got to be a bitch to edit to try to keep everything you know, flowing together as a movie. Well, they'll throw out 20 jokes and you have to edit which, which yeah. joke actually works and is consistent and it doesn't break anything else in the movie. But the problem, part of the problem is that then you're, you're figuring that stuff out later. Like you do, you film for all uh, 20 jokes and then later you're like, which one's worked and then you do. So the people making the jokes don't know what's going to land. Where if you look back, I love Reno 911. I think that's a phenomenal TV show. The movie is great too. But the directors, writers, actors, editors, it was the same people. That was yeah. that troop of people doing all the jobs. So while they're improving, they can be like, you know what, that was a solid joke. You know, let's do it again slightly differently. They do it, they do that. And then they knew, they're like, we're going to stick with this one. We're going to need to edit. So now we need the the wrap-up of the scene, but it has to tie into that joke because that's the one we're keeping. And that's the stuff that feels like it's missing from a lot of Paul Feig's stuff is the, the non-joke scene transitions that work because of the joke that they kept. Yeah. Callbacks are important. Callbacks are important. Follow the the button, they call it. You know, you, you have where the scene starts and where the scene needs to go, and your jokes don't always lead to that where the scene needs to go. And that's when it feels disjointed. And when a scene's just like, well, I guess that scene's over now, that's usually why it feels that way. I got a better recommendation. Uh, it'll make it quick here. But, yeah. uh, but we're, I'm uh, three episodes from the end of it. Um, we're six episodes in for Severance. Damn. Um, that show is is fucking weird and amazing. It's I find it intensely depressing and intense and stressful. And very, it it's very when st- you when you've spent time working in an office, that that show just hits at a different level. It still was weird and it's bizarre and all that's still true. But it's like you, you're like the nightmare level. You're like, holy crap, this this I could. It's like it's too real. It's hard to comprehend, especially with you know that, that that's. It's basically what they do. So it's basically just Office Space, the TV show, right? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just you guys are finally watching Apple TV. There's so many good shows on Apple TV, Apple Plus or whatever you want to call it. I guess Apple Plus. Yeah. Probably. But Severance is, uh, I think they just, I thought I saw something that said that they just started filming for season two. but They might have. Um, but it's... It's 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 really good. I, it's worth your five dollars to go get Apple Plus. To, Apple to Plus. Watch. There are there are at least five to ten good shows you could get out of Apple Plus. I've mentioned it before. It's not a show. It's a movie. But I know Andy that you share my love of infantilized robots learning to be a human 
a mm-hmm. la Johnny Five, a la Chappie. Mm-hmm. And I, the, there's a Tom Hanks movie on Apple Plus that is probably my favorite robot. It's not my favorite of those movies, but the robot in that movie is fucking amazing, and I love him, and I want to be my best friend, and I want to give him hugs. There's also a Tom Hanks war movie on there, World War II, like naval thing. Yeah, yeah. See, and that, Submarine porn. I don't know what it is about naval porn. It's just so good. <sighs> Yeah, it like there are war so, is terrible, but give me a battleship thank, firing they, its guns. Thank are, God you don't have World World of Warships or yeah. whatever that the game I, is. Yeah. I am very out there about my war against gender stereotypes. You know, like fuck you, let the boys wear pink and the girls wear camouflage. None of that shit matters. Screw your gender reveal parties. But there are some cliches that remain true, and forty to seventy year old men like nothing more than World War Two ship movies. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's just just give some, me Das Boot. Give me uh, it was uh, Greyhound, right? Greyhound. That's the name of it. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh my God! It's almost it's almost start. It's almost like intense from start to finish. It's almost it's almost an, it's like Fury Road on the water. Yeah, it kind of is. There's a few moments where it builds to, but then when it goes, it's just it's just a cat and mouse chase for the entire movie between them and the and the submarines, and it's so good. Does it U five seven one? Isn't that one's not too bad? I, I, nobody said it was. No, yeah. Hmm. I'm I'm saying the Greyhound movie with Tom Hanks, and this is great. What was the name of the robot? Do you remember the name of it? It's just like like Harold or something fucking obvious. So whatever Tom Hanks' character name is. Yeah. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, no. Was it the gist of that movie, The Sun was like, if you were, if you were in the sun, it was bad. Like the sun killed the, the radiation. It was like a radiation. Yeah, like the ozone layer was just fucking Finch. That's what it was called. Uh, yeah, like the ozone layer was basically gone. So it's just a radiated wasteland. And he was trying to like uh, travel and like stay ahead of these storms and stuff. And yeah, mm. it's, it's post apocalyptical. And he builds a, a robot sidekick and he's teaching it what it means to be a person. And the robot is just the fucking best. So I have to watch Orphan Black. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that. that I thought that was just a horror. No, not horror. Well, franchise kind of like sci-fi. like the it's sci-fi yeah I, I get you know you got movies like the orphan and you got the word black in the title and black is scary i get how your brain I would assume it, that well they think like from the imagery the i've seen a spy thriller <laughs> no it's it's thinking from the imagery i've seen of it sci-fi like, if anything and it, but some oh my god some of her some of her versions of her are just adorable amazing intense it's she's, she's so good in that. she's the best part of the of she hulk well then you just she, absolutely i feel is the best part she's the best part of a lot of what she does and there's, there's, I mean, there's like the initial sequences with, uh, with Mark Ruffalo as 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 Banner that, or as as Smart Hulk that just feel phoned in mm-hmm. through that beginning part. It just it feels it feels bad, but like everything with her is Shield because just she's just. Well, that would be one issue so with your your alternate reality is then she wouldn't be in ninety percent of the movie or of the TV show. It would be whoever was the seven foot tall lady they hired, unless they just had her stand on like soup cans. Tom Cruise her up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just like a little green um, like eyeshadow. Not yeah, even, not even. <laughs> just keep the camera below her and film her. Yeah, just I mean that's the other thing her. you could do too. Is I mean. Th- they can easily do instead of just like a full CGI version of her. They just force perspective, like force Alex. force perspective. You could also make <laughs> the whole literally just make her larger too. I mean, Gimli. Do we have the science to do that. Yeah, we made Gimli. The guy who I don't plays think John Reese Davies was actually in, inflated in physical size for that. 
No, he was shrunk. They 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 physically shrunk him. They physically shrunk him. They playing, like, I mean, they put him they put, <laughs> like Willy Wonka machine. They yeah. just put him in there like Mike yeah. TV. Yeah. Then they turn him into a tree later. Yeah. yeah. That guy got fucked up. <laughs> it's a fucking tree. Uh, and then a giant worm ate it. <laughs> ate the tree. I'm going to recommend something crazy. I just, we're throwing things out there. We're throwing out recommendations the last minute. I like roll. Andor on Disney Plus, the this, this Star Wars thing. That's a show that I didn't care about at all before it came. I saw, I'm like, oh, they're making an Andor show. That's weird. I don't care. There's no character anybody cares less about than yeah. Cassian but Andor. But that show, it's, 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 it's Evidently, they, they've they've mapped out I think two full seasons, and that's gonna, that's going to be its story. And six, uh, half of season one is out, and it's just really good. Wait, hold on a second. I need to double check something. So, the current Star Wars franchise runners have mapped out where a story is going to go. It's a TV show. They they map out the TV shows. They don't map out the movies. Fair. Okay. But yeah, just the concept of yeah. like knowing where you're going but when you start your six story. Six of them are out, and I like everything about that show. It's just in, it's just really good, and I'm surprised that I liked it. I figured it'd be like whatever, kind of neat, you know. I mean, the last two Star Wars things were were letdowns, yeah, uh, quite a bit for various reasons. I, I can enjoy moments of the last two things, but overall, they were not. I don't. I I will never go back. I'll never go back and wa- rewatch either of those shows. No, uh, you you'll watch one episode of one show. Well, I guess I, I well. <laughs> Fett, two episodes were actually well that one episode was technically part of was part, it was a prequel it was a pre part of season three of Mandalorian I'll watch that again but that's that doesn't count as Boba Fett yeah uh, yeah but uh, and I didn't even finish Obi Wan I got yeah. an episode and a half in and I was like you know what I'm gonna not but watch Andor it is just bizarrely good and I think it's because its own story it doesn't you know there's not even the Empire for like the first three episodes I don't think at all maybe there are at some point but it's. It's just it's just an interesting story, and they they, they said what if, what if we just told a kind of a neat story? What a concept! I know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I just, it's it's bizarre, and I it's I don't know. I watch it because I watch everything new, and I just I I just that's what I do. But it was, this was like surprisingly enjoyable. Which just set something in a universe rather than have that thing be the universe. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I mean, I mean that's that's why that's why I think a lot of us. Kind of like Rogue One. I assume all I yeah oh yeah you don't like Rogue One. I mean I don't, but hate it as much as eight or nine. Uh, but I definitely a lot of people say it's the best of the new ones. I I, I do not yeah. like it that much. I, I like Solo better than it. Oh. I, I I like Solo as well. I I really like the actor who played. Uh, yeah, they threw him under a bus as hard as anyone has ever been thrown yeah, under that, a bus. That guy didn't they fucked that, yeah. him so hard, and he. Oh my god! Like he's just he's, just inexcusably vicious scapegoating of that guy. Yeah, it was bizarre. You fucked your movie over by firing Lord and Miller, who have done nothing but gold their entire goddamn careers. You force all these reshoots, you change the script, you bring in a hack who doesn't know what he's doing, and then you say it's the actor's fault. And not only do you do that, you do it publicly. You leak needing to send him to acting school. Fuck you. Are you saying Ron Howard's a hack? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Just to clarify. I, 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 I was sitting there thinking, it was like, I thought they brought in Ron Howard. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they bring out Ron Howard? Yeah. They you brought know, in Ron Howard. Howard. Not a hack. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> 
I mean, I, I mean, I don't disagree with all your logic, though. If I, they would have started off with, with Ron Howard's vision from the get-go, that would have probably been fine. But the fact that he had to come in and fix somebody else's mess. Is when a, I think thing. somebody who is making a Star Wars film because of the, their vision or their fan, he was a mercenary, if not a hack. He did not come on there like I, I, I well, he's done s- good stuff. I don't similar. hate Ron Howard, but but I, I, yeah, he this was not some natural fit where Ron Howard was the the right man for the role. They just threw money at a random person. Yeah, it's it's a similar stupid shit that that uh, like Warner Brothers did to the Justice League, where they got rid of Zack Snyder to put in uh, what's his face. Uh, 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 bad uh, robot guy. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they didn't put in bad robot. Oh guy. no, no, they, they, they put, put in, in Josh Sweden. Josh, Josh well, Sweden. Who at least had done like the Avengers and stuff, right? Like correct, correct. But I mean, they're they're do, they were trying to do that magic itself. And they're like, well, this guy's not working out, so we're gonna bring in this guy that we know supposedly can can make a good thing. And and Ron Howard has put on really good blockbusters. Has he as well? Yeah. 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 I can't think of one right now. Exactly. No, like, but I thought, sure, I thought Apollo. Like, is it Apollo Eleven? His Apollo Eleven is his. Yeah, he's done a lot. Sure, but that's. Not, I mean, There's to no, me, that's so different. As far, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying they you, they, they try to combine two people's stuff in one movie, and obviously that was not a smart. Thing it's a, to do. the same Even thing with the Fantastic Howard Four from the as well. Start. I guess I just don't see Ron Howard as a popcorn like. Apollo 11 doesn't feel like a, a Star Wars movie. It doesn't feel like... A, it's in space. It is in space. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe that's yeah. the entirety of the logic. And maybe I'm pigeonholing They were big artist. fans of Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the problem is that I just... I'm, I don't see Ron Howard doing that style Do, of Doing a, a sci-fi action my, adventure. I can see yep, that. Yep. Guess what? I also don't see Kenneth Branagh doing a Marvel movie, and he did the first Thor, but, you know, that, that which, one which is, is the worst of the Thor movies and yeah. one of the lower MCU movies, so, but... I, I guess that's just I what? I much to my maybe I'm just racist against Ron Howard where I don't think he can do a uh, uh, comic Give book Opie movie. Give a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy. Leave the old white guys alone. I enjoy forty to sixty percent of. Uh, do I? I enjoy almost half of Arrested Development. So that's got that going for Have it. Have you watched the all the final stuff though? Have you even like I, I haven't watched all the final stuff. I've tried here and there to watch parts of it. It does get better, but it's still the yeah. fourth season is so disjointed that it, in the fifth and sixth season they put them all they put them there all back together. Six? There was a six. I thought there was only five. I, I thought there was six. <laughs> there might be six. That shows. Uh, yeah, but, but like, they put but they like season five they put them all back together, which is what where the magic kind of happened, and yeah. four <laughs> lost it all. Apollo, I mean, I mean, he does. Uh, da Vinci Code, I'm beautiful mind. He did American Graffiti. I just, I just don't get, I don't get Star Wars out of him, which just makes me feel like it was just a, I'll throw money at you and you'll do it, you know, and your heart's not in it. Maybe, and, and like I said, that's probably just me not being fair. Maybe he always has wanted to do a Star Wars, and he put his heart and soul think, into making I Rogue think One. He's too rich to care about someone Solo, saying here's somebody to make something. I mean, he may. I, I'm not saying. I, I mean, I mean, look at all the act. Like, how many movies has Bruce Willis done in the last decade? And he has infinite money. Well, that's a completely different situation. Is it? I mean, I know he's got the medical stuff going on now, but yeah. for the previous twenty years, all the shit he would just do. Like, why is any actor, any of the, those big blockbusters, st- why is Stallone still making movies? You have infinite money. I think he spends it on cocaine. <laughs> 
I think he's a little unemployed. <laughs> it's possible. Actually, he's so sitting on HGH. Of, yeah, a lot yeah. of so HGH. So much HGH. Yeah. 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 I guess it's <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's my best one. Do a whole podcast like this. But there's got to be a point where you have enough money, and they still do stuff despite mm. having all that money. I mean, you look at businessmen. I mean, well, sure, I like think the Bobby they Tonic. never feel they have enough money, but I that's an emptiness inside, like me eating some candy. Some directors get really fussy when they have enough money, and they pick roles that you know are certain things, or they start picking roles for other reasons yeah. other than money. Yeah, but not all of them. I mean, some will just keep doing whatever because they need to work. Like that one guy from uh, from from the Nope. The, 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 Which guy? <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole cast of people in Nope. There's a lot of people in that movie. Are you talking about the director? I, I'm talking about the director. The guy who's done three movies total? Yeah, he was He was very picky about his movies in that. He was, he was Nope. Is this just a joke about the title of the movie? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it but, is either. So maybe, the, the long and the short of it is, maybe I'll I'm being unfair. Or. Maybe Ron Howard did Solo out of love of the franchise, and I'm being unfair when I say that he was just a mercenary taking money to well, make something shitty. either way, take didn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah. That we can agree. I, I, th- I feel Although I feel I still like, like it better than Rogue One. I feel like he should... I feel like he should have yeah, he should have just started the whole thing over. Yeah. I feel like if if it's kind of like taking somebody's like pet project and then trying to make your own thing out of that pet project, it just doesn't work. Yeah. You get shit like four hours Justice Leagues after yeah. that, and then you get really shitty Fantastic Four films. I will say that. Oh my god, I, we're going now. Yeah, never mind. The the solo versus Rogue One debate reigns eternal. And it's I mean, pointless. I, it I like is. everything's I, pointless. Well, honestly, I. I like both. I like I like Solo for for its things. I wish Solo didn't touch into some of the stupid. Why stuff. is his name Solo? <laughs> yeah, but, how did he get the gun? How did he get the band? All of if it. If it was one of those things, yeah. it's fine. Yep. So my objection to Solo is that all of that, everything that they say, here's where this thing came from. Is that Fuck Ron off, Howard? I didn't need any of them. I don't know who's or, to blame. I'd like my, to know my, who My overall who put problem that with in. Solo is all of those are really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Here's where Chewbacca got his bandolier. Here's where Gahan got his vest. Here's where they got I don't need all of that shit. And I, I will 100% go to the grave agreeing that that's sometimes terrible. Sometimes people but just pick a vest because it looks cool Sometimes on your family name is Solo. <laughs> no, yeah. There's no origin to my last name being Hoffman. It just fucking is. Yeah, but So that I get. But the core character arc and everything is still solid. Solid to me, so I can excuse that more than. It's whereas my problem with Rogue movie. One yeah. is that I hate all the characters and don't care that about them. Poor, and yeah, the poor computer and soul. Oh my god, that like, is the most horror, horrific. Yeah. I have seen a lot of horror movies, and nobody has ever suffered a worse fate yeah. than that robot. Yeah, who is, is a likable person, and this fate is put on her by her friends and the protagonists of the story. Yeah. It is horrific. Yeah. How? How do you write that, shoot it, act it, edit it, put in your movie, and nobody at any point goes, oh, that's the worst thing ever? That's very bad. <laughs> very bad. Yeah, again, I'd like to it, – it would be nice to see, like, a. I bet you it's probably somebody's out there who's actually got, like, a step-by-step of what – What's Ron Howard? What's what's the original directors? Maybe if that's available, I don't know. But like I said, I yes, I agree. He's not a hack, but I felt like his role <laughs> in that film was a hatchet job mercenary. It was what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, Ron, if you're listening he, or watching, I didn't pen, mean to bad my bath pen it. pal. I had to defend him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you point out the how historically inaccurate the square peg round hole part of Apollo Eleven is? 
I'd appreciate it. Thank cool you. Scene, though. It is a great fucking scene. <laughs> That's all that matters. I, yeah. I watch that you know, YouTube every so often. The what? The when they give the team of people and they're like, we need this filter to fit into this slot, you know, yeah. figure it out. It was really just like one dude on his lunch break. There wasn't like the, the dramatic thing with like six people in a room, like thousands oh. out. It was just a guy, which is actually kind of more impressive, but it doesn't film as well. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. having a guy be like, Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> just on a notepad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. I, I, I get. I'm, I'm funning with you, Ron. I know you're good buddies with Brian. It's okay. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> Ron knows people. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. You will. He will. He'll Kevin Spacey me up. You're too old. <laughs> well, no, I just meant the fact that for some reason, like the last four people that accuse Kevin Spacey of stuff have disappeared. Oh, sure, and he sure. To just have cheerful Christmas cards while these people vanish off the face of the earth. Last Christmas, he didn't put a thing out. It was weird. I was, I was actually disappointed. He didn't have a Christmas. Did any people vanish? <laughs> Did he break both patterns at the same time I don't of know. sheerly coincidental disappearances and cheerful yeah. Christmas cards? Everybody who has had problems with me is gone. Everything Merry is fine. <laughs> if you are that rich, at least he's using his money <laughs> to, to vanish people He's, you know a whole hitman squad well, no. being, at least yeah. other people are getting paid for their, their stuff allegedly yeah. allegedly allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> in minecraft uh. yeah. I'm just saying he's keeping he's keeping in a he's keeping in all uh, job people. Yeah, just our next yeah, episode, of local just, artists. Yeah, we're job creators. He's yeah. a job creator. It's our next episode is just a just a table of three people missing. Yeah, <laughs> and Kevin Spacey saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> God, <laughs> can we get him on cameo? Oh my God! Can we just can you just please say Merry Christmas in front of a blue screen? We can't tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> God, that'd be worth some money. I'd pay some money. Yeah, we need to get him and Bill Pullman. Those are the two. <laughs> All right, I think that's about it. And now is where you edit back in the intro because remember we promised that as a finale. Only the audio podcast, not this one. I can't. Well, yeah, no. Well, yeah. I mean, can you rewind time for them? Not without fucking shit up. Okay, well then audio yeah. only. Yeah, audio, audio only. only. Yeah, so yeah, everyone who sat through this for some reason on a Sunday, you should really find better things to do. But also, you have to listen to the audio at the end of this to understand that I we were right. Again, we were very adamant that that thing is something we're against. Yeah, we are against it. In fact, I'm a little worried that Andy didn't want us to be publicly against that thing. It is true. You, you seemed offended by the fact that we were against it. I, I, are you pro that thing, Andy? No. Or you just don't want to offend any of our listeners that are pro that thing? No. Mm. There's a lot of good people out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a debate. You know, reasonable people can have an argument over whether or not this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Ben Shapiro just both sides in the fuck out of this agenda. Oh, did you know about this? Did you know about the the Ben Shapiro thing? I mean, there's a lot of Ben. You'll really have to narrow it down. Okay. Is it about his wife's vagina? No, no. So, Crippled System, our our Facebook page, when it got made into, it got basically made into a, its own profile. Sure. So we can switch over to Crippled System, yeah. and it has its own news feed in that. And it, then it says, now that you're your news new profile, now you can follow these people, Bill Gates. Ben Shapiro, <laughs> like so and so. Two I'm terrible like, people. I'm like, you want to follow what? one of them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, at least, at least, no good billionaires. You want to talk about somebody who knows how how to work the system and reach an audience? Ben Shapiro's sister 
does a lot of like those like same like talks and stuff that he does, but she does them all barefoot and making sure that her the camera is low enough that you can see her toes because she knows that she's an attractive woman on the internet, and if she wants to have a built-in audience, she needs to show her bare feet. <laughs> show me your feet! Yup. <laughs> Like, you know, repugnant human being with terrible political views, but she knows how the game is played, and it's showing yeah. your feet to weirdos on the internet. Yeah. And if you want feet pick from us, join, the, join our Discord. There's a hidden channel for our VIPs where you can see toes. I can take a picture. It's basically hobbit feet, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. One of us has two left, te- left big toes. One of them is just pure black. Yeah. One... Is, is there supposed well, to be ever feeling? Well, ever since, yeah, walking in the, the mountains, the, yeah. the feet is just Is there black. supposed to be feeling in your feet? Yeah. It doesn't hurt anymore, yeah. so it's... Yeah, if it doesn't hurt, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, Thanks bye. Thanks for watching, folks. Bye-bye-bye. Special don't recommend to Officer Down. Start the recording. What? There we go. <laughs> we have had far worse things than Hitler fucking a baby in our recordings. Yeah, and I will point out, he said it was a bad thing. Yeah, I, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, against Hitler yes, fucking. Babies. I am, I am anti <laughs> baby fucking Hitlers. Wait, Hitler fucking babies. Right, Either but, way, but, I don't, want, I don't want Hitler and babies and fucking in the same area. I'm against it. Well, yeah, that's my. You stance. said baby fucking Hitler. Baby fucking was like hyphenated. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. yeah, like a corn eating man is not corn eating a man. It's a man who eats corn yeah. is a corn eating man. Yeah. Or like a man eating bear. Is this how attack of the killer tomatoes? And this is started? all lost in the podcast because Andy was all afraid of us being pro baby fucking Hitler. <laughs> well, we got this version of it though. So. I'm still going to stop. Yeah, that's fine. That I, I, didn't, I know what you started. Oh, I, I, I actually, I can't see the recording. It's past your head. I thought your head's been stopped. Also, everything attack of the killer tomatoes is good and I'll stand by that. Both movies and the cartoon show. All solid. That's fair. Never seen any of them. Oh, that's fair. Attack of the Kill Tomatoes 2 has George Clooney in it. I mean, what doesn't have George Clooney in it? Was he selling tequila? Uh, kind of. I mean, not tequila, but there was a huge extended sequence where... The, the big scene people remember from that movie is that the movie runs out of budget halfway through the movie, and so they need to raise more money to continue making the movie. And so uh, within the movie, George Clooney breaks character and suggests that they just start doing... Um, Merchandise, uh, not merchandising, uh, sponsorships, and so the whole rest of the movie, he's just constantly like holding products in front of the camera, while, like doing thumbs up. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's it's good. George Clooney does have a certain charm about him. Yeah, and and especially like back, just doing some shitty low budget thing, you know. Yeah. Well, but that's when he was, you know, he was still a George Clooney, but no one knew that George Clooney right. was cool. Right. It took ER to like Except rock him. him. Except him. Like he knew. <laughs> He knew someday I'm going to make a billion dollars selling tequila, and then every other celebrity in the world is going to try to copy that. But he goes, go, I, I like a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> billion dollars is good. I mean, it's, technically it's not, but. That's also true. But I get it. Having I, a billion dollars is really good for the person who has the billion yeah, dollars. Yeah. 
but it is not a morally good thing to have. Yeah, I mean, I'd take a billion dollars. Yeah, I would burn the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, I like to tell myself I'd do good things with my billion dollars, but it would just be cocaine and hookers constantly. I have a list. I'd work on it so fucking fast. <laughs> so many people. It has to be fast because eventually law. I, <laughs> yeah. How many, how many hitmen does a billion dollars buy in Minecraft? <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> Enough. A, a, good, a good first Is week. <clears throat> hmm. Hello. We're all weirdly lopsided. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I. I, I <laughs> what I, else I, is new? It's one of the main things I think about myself when I, when I look in the mirror in the morning. I'm like, God Weirdly damn, lopsided. It's one of the it's one of the nicer nicer things I can say about myself. It's actually already on my tombstone. I had it produced. It says Nathan Hoffman, weirdly lopsided. <laughs> is it a tombstone? Yeah. It's true. One of my high school buddies visited this weekend, and while he was here, like he had, he had, after one of his meals, he said that was too much cheese. It was a mistake, and I pointed out that that would be a great engraving on the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> that much cheese was a mistake. There is a moment when you have a lot of cheese, and as people who eat a lot of cheese, you you do kind of know when you've crossed the line. Like you're like, okay, this is, and it could be any food, but you know, there's a moment where you're like, oh fuck, yeah, I have, you've I've committed. My body is is now punishing me for a while. And there's 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 two moments. There's the moment when you cross that line and part of you knows it, but you you sliced off half a block of cheese and put it on a plate. Yeah. And then you eat half of that half and you're like I really should stop now. Yeah. But you do not stop. And then you finish the rest of that half and then you have that moment and you're like this is going to be terrible. Yeah. Sometimes your body will just twinge just a little bit. From my, just like, but yeah. You're like, uh-oh. That's it. Like, just basically like cracking its knuckles like, you're in trouble now, yeah. bitch. I'm going to wreck your day. 